The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS Radio Network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you for the wonderful introduction, and good morning. Today is August 7th, 2022, and here are the topics that we will discuss on this week's edition of the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. Breonna Taylor should be alive today. We allege that the defendants knew their actions in falsifying the affidavit could create a dangerous situation, and we allege these unlawful acts resulted in Ms. Taylor's death. This was literally the first test of abortion actually being on the ballot. And I think the biggest story is the turnout and the turnout of voters that don't usually show up in an early August primary. How did they make that happen? Chuck, I I really don't think we can overstate just how big of a deal this is. The first ballot test for abortion rights and the answer was clear and it was decisive and it was in Kansas. I mean, you said that there are ruby red states. Last night, Brittany Griner's Phoenix Mercury teammates and opposing players held 42 seconds of silence before their game to show support for the basketball star sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison camp. Plus international crime cooperation. We wish to issue a warning to the United States. Do not act rashly. Do not create a greater crisis. Since the People's Republic of China launched nearly a dozen ballistic missiles toward Taiwan two days ago, we've been hearing from allies and partners across the region who are deeply concerned about... Online radio at its best. We have to understand that the church has never been, will never be, a religious institution. The church is, from a kingdom perspective, the educational institution of the kingdom of heaven. We have to understand that we go through socialization and education in the world system. Once you're born again, the Bible says that we are translated or trans-new migrated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And when we're born again, we're born again as babes in Christ. And so when, we're, when we come into the church, actually what God does is turn us right side up. Because the Bible says that if we are translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, that simply means that a person is walking in this world upside down. It's like walking on your head. So once you, once you come into the kingdom, he puts you back on your feet. And then he retrains you and he re-educates you so that you can walk out God's original plan and purpose in the earth realm for man. The earth was never created for spirits. That means that if there are any kinds of spiritual activities that are going on in the earth realm, they go on illegally. And so there's a lot of illegal activities that are going on through falling angels. The Bible talks about in the book of Revelation that there was war in the heavenlies and that Satan was thrown down to the earth and there was a woe that went on uh, out 
from the heavens onto the earth realm. The word woe means judgment. The Bible also says, according to Genesis chapter 6, that these demonic spirits cohabited with human beings. When they cohabited with human beings, they created a population explosion. With the population explosion, these giants came into the land. That means that there was a, a perversion in the social realm where, where in the families uh, people would be produced that were, were being produced genetically through uh, perversion. And wow. so God, God instituted the church, number one, to, to show man and to teach man his original plan and purpose for man here in the earth realm. The book of Psalm 115 says that God is the God of the heavens, but he has given man the earth to rule. The Bible said in the book of Genesis that God has given man dominion over the earth realm. Dominion is not someone giving you rights. Dominion is the right that God gives us to rule here in the earth realm. We already so Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is the calling number. Welcome into the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. Of course, I'm Jay Rouse. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending a portion of your Sunday with me and with us, because like I say, every week, I'm never here by myself. Vanessa Mae Bell's in the house. Jackie's back in the house. And of course, the man that gets the first and last word is in the house as well. Let's say good morning to them all. Mr. Elias is here. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you doing? And welcome back. Good morning. We can't hear you. What's going on here? We can't hear you. We can't hear you. What's going on here? You got a, your mic sounding awful. Okay. Is that better? It's a little better. Go ahead. Yes, ma'am. Welcome back. I'm sorry. I don't know. My volume is down. I just want to say good morning to everybody. It's been a minute since all of us have been here. Glad to hear your sure. voice, Jay. Glad to hear your voice as well. Thank you so much for making this uh, a place to be on a Sunday morning. Thank you, Vanessa. Jackie's uh, back in the house as well. Good morning, Jackie. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How's everyone doing? Hi, Jackie. It's good to hear your voice. Haven't heard your voice in a minute. Glad that you're back in the house. And the man, give us the first and last word. The one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, my brother. How you doing? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you, and one good morning, Nesta, one good morning, Rich Sister, one good morning, Kathleen, one good morning, Momo V, one good morning, Mary in the Music, and good morning, my brother Hawk, and good morning, my brother Jerome. The number is 347-850-1272. On a beautiful Sunday, thank you guys for being here. And, of course, Jerome is free joins us. After his commitments with Clear Channel Radio and the countdown is on, Johnny D will be back in the place to be in November. Can't wait. He weighed in on a topic last week. I will read that at some point during the show. All right. Yeah, he did. All right, so listen, uh, point of personal privilege, things that we talk about here that, unfortunately, th- it did not. These items or topics did not make the docket. But man, what a news-filled week this week! Uh, but the most important news I'd like to share with everyone, Mr. Elias, I had the 
just the wonderful opportunity of spending some time and breaking bread with the real deal. She was in Houston. We uh, sat down at a place called Bar Louie. We had a great time, mm. wonderful time. What a lovely lady. And it's always important to meet people that not only support the show, but people that are extended family. Because we have listeners and then we have extended family. So I had a great time, Miss Delia, sitting down breaking bread with her. Fun, fun, fun time. Sure. She's always been a delightful person to me, man. We real day is she's 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 always delightful, always upbeat, always cheery. I like her, man. She's a good person. I do. Just supporting the show, just a wonderful thing. It was good, good, good to be able to see her. So Vanessa, uh, you're back. Would you like to? Anytime you're gone for an extended period of time, we always like to hear what you've been up to. So can you give us a little bit of some some on what you've been up to since the last time we heard your voice over the airwaves? I haven't been up to anything. I was gone out of town for about five days to our favorite place that all three of us really like. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. ready for this party, and I'm just so excited to have my boys in the house for the weekend. I am so excited to party with y'all for a weekend. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I I so. I yeah, they it's gonna be a fun time. Excited. It's gonna be okay. a fun time. I can't wait either. Uh, yes, Vanessa. So, so just to give the audience an idea, uh, this is the first, I've traveled with them. I've been in nice condo hotels with them. I've been on cruise ships with them. But they're fixing to step into another world. It's called glamping, not camping. Glamping is where you're camping, oh but you're staying camping. Uh, but you're still, I mean, they're fixing to see a part of my world that they have not experienced. And I am so freaking excited. To, I just can't stand it. We got about, we got, we got about a month. It's about a month away. And I am, um, honey, I can't do nothing now, honey. It's full steam ahead for this party. Mm, wow. Okay. We well, I can't wait to glamp either. And it's, uh. It's going to be fun. And obviously, we will be talking about the glamping uh, when we return uh, back on the air. It's going to be fun. She's right. All my new experiences have been with Vanessa, so it should be fun to uh, hear it. So it should be a good thing. Uh, First uh, time in Vegas, Vanessa. First time on a cruise boat, Vanessa. First time glamping, Vanessa. So can't wait to glamp and uh obviously you guys will hear about it as well a lot of news like i said that's uh not going to make the docket big thing here uh second in command al-qaeda gone killed a a precision uh strike that killed the man Mm -hmm. that was on the balcony just out you know Mm -hmm. taking in the morning air or whenever he died and bam wham bam thank you ma'am he's gone um you know a lot of people i saw a mashup online and this is the thing that really bothers me and really just gets my goat, Ms. Elias. I saw a mashup online where they played, you know, the last three presidents, uh, each of them uh, had a moment where a major figure uh, in mm-hmm. the terrorist world, th- their administration was responsible for killing or bringing them to justice. You know, obviously, President Obama had 
the big one, Osama bin Laden. And then I think, uh, I can't remember the person that was killed during the Trump administration. Yeah, and then, of course, or daddy or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. our cows are here with, uh, with Biden. And they played a mashup of each of these people. Now, to me, President Obama, his delivery, his elegance, beautiful. Uh, Donald Trump, he's talking about the guy died as a coward. He was crying like a, I mean, just ridiculous. And then Biden, listen, I love Biden, but, you know, <laughs> those grandpa moments, man, are just, I mean, you see them. And, 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 and that's the reason why we talked about last week where there are some rumblings in the Democratic, on the Democratic side of, is this guy really, do we really want this old man running again in 2024? So we saw each of the mass ups. Can you believe? that there were people who actually wrote that Trump was the best out of the three and and that's how a president should talk. I, I mean, it was almost as if he was making this crap up. I mean, what is wrong with these people, man? I, I, I still don't get how he has a hold on some Americans. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I really don't. It's a cult. The same way Jim Jones had a, a, a hold Jesus. on people, that's the same way he has a hold on people. It's a cult. That's all it is. It's cultish. Wow. It is. It is cultish. It, 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 you know, you, you can't see anything else. Hell, hell, you know, you have some people don't want the Trump, the Trumps ever to be out of office. You know, they, they want the sons, the daughters, and, and everything else to run right after he does. So, you know, they don't want them never to be out of office. This is, how they, this is how they think, man. Don't get it. I don't. You know, Vanessa, I you don't. hang with these people sometimes. Do you? Can you give us an inkling as to why they are willing to risk everything? And when I mean risk, I mean, I'm talking about their moral pride. I mean, these people think he is the second coming of Jesus. I don't get it. It's anyone who has any inkling of sense can look at the three presidents, you know, addressing the American people, announcing this major, major, major development. Once again, President Obama, numero uno, because he is a great orator. This freaking Trump gets up there, and it, I'm literally, I promise you, he said he died like a coward. He was crying like a baby. He died disgusted. I mean, it was just so ridiculous. And people thought that out of the three, well, it wasn't a news, it it wasn't anything newsworthy. You know, when you're out there surfing the net, you just find certain things. And and I was just, you know, doing research for the show and and just looking at certain things. And I ran across this mashup where they had all three presidents announcing, you know, this major development. And out of the three, he was the absolute worst. But people said that, oh, my God, he's the greatest president. Listen to how he delivered it. Such, it was so presidential. What? <laughs> so you hang with well, these people sometimes. Give us the inside. Why, Vanessa? Why? Well, let me say this. I have been around them, but I told y'all it. I really don't discuss politics with them anymore. And I don't because they're going to say something that's going to piss me off. And I I don't want our friendship based 
on who they vote for. So here we go. So all I can tell, all I can tell you, Jay, is I haven't talked politics or said anything in 2022 about Trump or Biden being president. I just have not. And when you, one of them is staying the entire weekend. And oh, whoa, 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 oh, whoa, 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 hold on. Let me ask you a question before you finish. Are you saying that they will be at the gl- the glamping? They're going to be there? Absolutely. Oh, boy. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead, Vanessa. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Okay, Vanessa, go ahead and finish your thought. One you might not meet because she's going to come through and then they're going to get on a cruise. But the other one is going to be there from the day I start to the day I leave because she's going to help me. Uh, I I have not talked politics or anything with them. But let me say this to y'all. There are some mm. black people that's going to be at my party that voted for Trump. You need to point them and out. Point them out, please. Point them out, please. That's all I ask. Just point them out. Just point them out so we can stay clear. Just point them out uh, when we get there, okay? Okay. No, I, I'm, okay, well, just please, for me, for me, I just ask, I have one simple request. No, I have one simple request. Big says, please. No, no, no. You point them out to me so I can stay away from them. Okay, I don't have to socialize with them. Point them out to me, please. Now I'm not even, now I'm not even going to. At first I was. Well, then guess I'm what? Well, well, now, well, now I'm, I'm not. Dumb. Okay. So I'll be talking to you and Bobby the whole time and Ms. Elias. I'm just going to, everybody falls into the Trump no, zone. Not. It is your fault. Yes, it is. Yes, I will. Okay. All right. We'll okay, have to go. Please. Three, four, seven. I'm done. No, I'm, done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, done. We got to go. We're please. over. What? Real quick, Vanessa. 30 seconds. Yes. Yes. Voting for Biden are not voting at all. Yes, people at that party that worked at like Shell Oil for 40 years never voted a day in the Okay, point them out, too. We'll deal with them all at the same time. Okay, it is time for an NPR News Update. We'll be right back after this 347 You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show. Jesus Christ. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. President Biden is heading to his home at Rehoboth Beach in Delaware, marking the first time he's left the White House since July 20th. Biden tested negative for COVID-19 yesterday, but his doctor said he would continue isolating until a second negative test. The White House has yet to release results of that second test. Senate Democrats are moving forward on their spending bill aimed at tackling climate change, the cost of prescription drugs, and the deficit. Members have been working around the clock after beginning debate on the bill known as the Inflation Reduction Act last night. NPR's Steve Shivaram reports that uh, she's following the process, which requires Democrats to remain united. All 50 Democratic votes in the Senate have come on board with this legislation. That was in a somewhat precarious state until Arizona Senator Kirsten Sinema 
signaled she would move forward with the bill on Thursday night. And now it's going through this wonky process in the Senate called reconciliation, where senators debate over the bill and can propose an unlimited number of amendments. Democrats hope to pass the package without Republican support before uh, starting the August recess. The British Defense Ministry says at least 10 Russian generals have been killed in action since Moscow launched its invasion of Ukraine. The intelligence report says the loss of high-level officers is weakening Russian military, NPR's Brian Mann reports. Military experts say the poor performance of Russia's army in Ukraine has been surprising and shocking. One factor, according to a new report released by Britain's defense ministry, is the high rate of death among Russian generals. The report concludes at least 10 generals have died on the battlefield in Ukraine. At least six other top Russian commanders have been dismissed and replaced by the Kremlin, apparently for their poor performance. According to British officials, that instability in military command is, quote, likely contributing to Russian tactical and operational difficulties. Analysts at the Institute for the Study of War tell NPR it could take years for Moscow to replace officers lost in Ukraine. Brian Mann, NPR News. Four or more ships carrying grain and sunflower oil exports from Ukraine departed Black Sea ports today as part of a safe passage deal to help address a global food crisis. NPR's Joanna Kakissis is in Odessa. Ukraine's seaport authority says the four container vessels are loaded with more than 170,000 tons of corn, sunflower oil, and other food products. Two of the ships are headed to Turkey, while the other two are taking their cargo to China and Italy. Several more ships loaded with Ukrainian food exports are waiting to leave two Black Sea ports. Infrastructure Minister Oleksandr Kubrakov wrote on Facebook that he hopes to open a third port soon and ship at least 3 million tons of goods per month. Before Russia invaded Ukraine, the two countries covered nearly a third of the world's wheat exports. This is NPR. Online radio at its best. Nearly two and a half years after Brianna Taylor died in a hail of police gunfire during a botched drug raid, igniting a storm of protests across the country. Today, federal prosecutors charge four current and former Louisville police officers with civil rights offenses, unlawful conspiracy, unconstitutional use of force, and obstruction in connection with a 26-year-old emergency medical technician's death. Brianna Taylor should be alive today. Specifically, Attorney General Merrick Garland accused three officers of lying to a judge to get the search warrant being executed that night. As Taylor and her boyfriend slept, neither the target of the raid. We allege that the defendants knew their actions in falsifying the affidavit could create a dangerous situation. And we allege these unlawful acts resulted in Ms. Taylor's death. Prosecutors say the officers tried to cover up their actions afterwards, with two even meeting in a garage late one night and agreeing to tell investigators a false story. It was acknowledged that they violated her constitutional rights as an American citizen who have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The officers have claimed they fired in self-defense after Taylor's boyfriend shot at them. Until now, the only officer charged in the case had been found not guilty of recklessly firing into an apartment next to Taylor's. Her mother, Tamika Palmer, says she has been counting the days for justice. 
Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two twenty three minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rowell Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. This best, uh, obviously, this is welcome news. Four officers were charged in the uh, death of Brittany, uh, not Brittany, but Brianna Taylor. Um, basically, uh, saying that her federal or her civil rights were violated. Uh, this is long overdue. Uh, some of the information pertaining to this is just, I, I guess I'm not totally uh, surprised, but, you know, the fact that two officers were meeting in a parking lot late at night trying to, you know, corroborate their stories, um, it's just amazing. So let's start right there. Mr. Elias, man, when you heard the news that she was actually charged, that they were actually charged, I should say, first thing that came to your mind. Thank God. Thank God. Thank thank God this young girl finally got justice. That's that's the she hasn't gotten justice yet. Justice yet. Well well, they they okay, she's got It's rolling in the right direction. It's it's going in the right direction. Yeah. Well, bottom line is usually if the fed if the feds take case, it's usually gonna you usually gonna you usually gonna get some some charges. Something usually is gonna happen to you. So I, I thank God that they finally, they finally are, are going after these officers, man. Because right now, I, I, I didn't have a good feeling about it at all. Because you know, they, 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 they play games in, in, in Louisville, like this, you know, like this man and had, a, and all, the, all the gun advocates, you know, like this man and had the right to protect his family. Now, if somebody breaks in your house, what's the first thing you're gonna do? Hey man, you gonna fight? That, that's that's what any sane person would do. Especially if you got a gun, you are gonna go to work. So first thing I'm gonna do if you if you bust in my door and I and I hear you and I I'm going to work. I'm grabbing my gun. I'm going right at you. Now if you you say you the police, then I'm gonna stop firing. But the man only fired one shot at him. So that 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 should tell you that you know. Hey man, you you fired the one shot. He didn't fire anything else. If, if he recognizes you were the police, he didn't, he didn't keep firing. So bottom line is, hey, man, these officers get what they deserve, man. You know, if, if, if when they get charged, when I'm, I'm going to say when they get charged, they, you know, they, they should go just down, down just like Derek Chauvin. They should. They were were they charged? The, the Justice Department yeah. announced that they were charged on Thursday. Uh, four right. of the officers involved in the operation that set off the racial uh, justice protest across America. You know, Vanessa, basically what they're saying is is that it's not real. I don't think any officer is being charged. Who act, the officer who actually fired the bullet that killed her, that person is not included in these charges. What the Department of Justice is saying is that the warrant, which was a bogus warrant, had that warrant not been uh, uh, issued, right, uh, the officers would have never been at her home. So they're saying that the reason why uh, they're charging these particular officers is because, once again, they falsified information to obtain an an illegal uh, 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 warrant. And therefore, they're the reason why, you know, those officers showed up with a no-knock warrant at uh, Brianna's uh, house that night two years ago. Your thoughts on what happened? Your thoughts on when, you know, where were you and what were your thoughts when you heard that these four officers were being charged? 
Well, I was out of town when I heard it, and I, a smile came to my face. I was I was pleased to see that they're still working with the case, that they didn't just pay the settlement with the mother and um, Ubon, uh, one of the other many cases that are like this with African Americans. So I'm pleased. But um, did I hear you say that the one who actually fired the shot didn't get charged? Now, now, let, let me, okay, so now, there was one, remember, out of all the officers, remember the, the, the black attorney uh, general, remember that guy? Remember that whole yeah. thing? Uh, yeah, you remember that guy. So, yeah, so so basically what happened was they charged one officer, and I think his name was Brent Hinkerson. Uh, they, they, they tried him for endangering her neighbors. So no one was really charged in her shooting death, right? So the officer who pulled the trigger and the bullet that the, the officer that was responsible for firing the bullet that killed Breonna Taylor, that person is not being charged. The only person that's being charged uh, out of the officers that were involved in the raid, that guy Brett 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 Hickerson, he's being charged for on federal. He's bringing he's being brought up on federal charges. Okay, so out of all the officers, I think there were three officers that were there. He's the only officer that's being tried, I mean, being charged with her, you know, with federal uh, charges against, you know, for murdering uh, Breonna Taylor. And, and I think I that, uh, mm-hmm. go ahead. If the, federal, if the feds come in, if the feds come in, somebody's going to, to federal prison. The feds don't just step in and waste their time with just being in front of the camera. So I agree with Les in saying somebody is going to be in trouble for this if the feds stepped in. Yeah. Now, uh, Brianna's mother, uh, Miss Tamika Palmer, said that the the federal charges vindicated her longstanding claim that the police had no right to enter her daughter's apartment. And she says, look, what we have been saying was the truth. They shouldn't have been there, you know? And she said she waited 174 days for that day when they were charged. You know, uh, Jackie, once again, same question for you. Uh, thoughts when you heard uh, that these officers were being federally charged? And I'll ask you the second question, and I'll swing that around the table as well. Uh, do you think they're going to jail? And if so, how much time do you think they're going to get? Uh, well, I echo uh, everyone saying that I'm glad that there's finally some charges being brought upon. I hate that it took so long to do it. Um, oh, gosh. It's like you said, it shouldn't even happen. They shouldn't have even been there. Uh, as far as what they got, oh, God, are you kidding me? Sorry, y'all. I'm on the bus. Somebody That's okay. Go ahead. Let me step That's away okay. a little bit. Uh, I'm sorry. So, like Go ahead. I just, I don't know as far as, um, like you said, how long you think they're going to get. I, I pray that this is not a... a another case where people are born totally acquitted or anything like that. Um, but I just, I'm just glad there's finally some charges being brought apart because I agree with everybody else that this shouldn't even happen. 
Right. And, and you know, Ms. Elias, when she talks about, you know, acquitted, um, you know, you know, listen, we talked about a few weeks ago or maybe even last week that the three officers, matter of fact, it was a couple of weeks ago because Vanessa made the comment about one of the officers, uh, you know, being new and that whole thing. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about what happened with the officers that were charged in the George uh, Floyd uh, murder case when, you know, federal charges were uh, you know, when they were charged uh, with uh, with uh, crimes uh, violating uh, Mr. Floyd's uh, civil rights, you know, basically same thing here. Um, so, question for you: They have been charged. Do you think they're going to be, you know, found guilty? And do you think they're going to jail? And how much time do you think they will get uh, once the, you know, once everything has concluded? Yeah, I think they're going to, I, honestly, I believe they're going to be found guilty, Jay. Um, I, I, I'm thinking between one to five years, to be honest. One to five years. Wow. Yep, that's that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, yeah. remember now, once they, I'm not sure if they're in jail or I'm not sure, and I guess I need to go back and follow up, if they were charged and then they bonded out, I have no idea. But, wow, one to five years. That's um, mm-hmm. yeah. Does that even make sense, though? I mean, th- think about it. It's not the fact. Listen, I can see. Actually, I can't. But I'm playing devil's advocate here. I can see if it was a legitimate warrant, right? And mm-hmm. well, if it was a if it was a legitimate warrant, then federal the federal you know the Justice Department. I don't think they would have charged them. I, I think. Mm-hmm. I think. Because of the fact that it was an illegal warrant, that's the reason why they're being charged. So based on what you know, based on that charge, I think you're you're probably right because it's not for the murder. They're not being charged for murder. Mm-mm. They're being charged for violating her civil rights, which simply means mm-hmm. that they broke into her home with an illegal warrant. Now they're not charged. Wow, that's crazy. So it's like a little bit of justice. Or here's a saying that I always uh, uh, use, Vanessa, when I'm talking to people. I always say 10% of something is better than 100% of nothing. So is that the case here? The the Justice Department is saying, look, we can't get get them on murder charges. We can't bring those charges up, but we can get them for obtaining an illegal warrant. And, you know, Mr. Elias is right. I mean, so the illegal warrant, uh, by obtaining the illegal warrant, uh, led to the death of Miss Taylor. So, wow. So one to five years is probably rea- a reality, right? How many years do you think they're going to get, Vanessa? You know, I don't know anything about that. I don't even want to guess and act like I know how much federal time is. All I know is federal time is day for day, and I know that federal time is mm-hmm. – um, they're walking around in regular clothes. They don't have to wear orange jumpsuits. So other than that, I don't know anything about the time. I just want them to get something. Something is better than nothing. Yeah, and, and I think that's where we're going. So I guess if we had to look at a precedent, we have to, we look. We just had a case a, a few weeks ago, and I think that uh, I think the longest charge, Mr. Elias, in that case was what? Was four years? I can't remember. Yep. One of the officers were yep. charged. 
And I think yeah. you guys were right when you talked about the junior officer. He, I think he got the the least amount of time, and I think that was three years or something like that. So, so, so anyway, so I think you're probably right. They're going to probably be charged. They're going to be, you know, charged for uh, obtaining the the, the what well, they've been charged. I think they're going to be found guilty. Uh, but I think the bigger picture here is, is that they will serve time, but I don't think they're going to serve the full. They may be sentenced to three to four years, but I think they're only going to serve probably anywhere between 18 to 24 months. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I just don't see how. Yeah, I just don't see how. You know, I was watching this uh, uh, this uh, show on YouTube, and they talked about the Rampart uh, uh, division, and, you know, L.A., I remember when they had that huge, uh, those corrupt officers in L.A. in the 90s, and the main ringleader was a guy by the name of Rafael Perez, and they talked about how this these guys would, you know, they would steal drugs from the gangbangers uh, and sell the drugs. They would go into the evidence room and steal cocaine and sell it. Uh, they would shoot and kill people and get away with murder, and this guy was the ringleader. And, um, and he agreed to become state's witness to uh, uh, to to uh, uh, against like seventy different officers. It was there were like sixty to seventy officers that was caught up in that corruption uh, uh, trial. And because he become he became state's evidence, or he became a uh, the main uh, witness for the prosecution, he only got like maybe three years. Yeah, and this guy. Yeah, yeah, because he became a snitch. And, you know, I, I said, my God. So all the things that guy did, including, you know, he sent one guy up for a murder that the guy didn't commit, planted evidence on him, and that guy got 24 years. Now, they, you know, obviously he didn't serve the full 24 years sentence. But the fact that he, you know, that he planted the evidence, the fact that him and another officer shot and killed, a, a, you know, a gangbanger and laughed about it, I mean, it, it, it's just, I guess my bigger, the bigger picture here and where I'm going with this is sometimes it's like our judicial system in some cases is, to me is like the worst in the world. Yeah, how can you kill people and then agree to say, okay, well, I witnessed a murder, but guess what? I know six other people who created that was involved in murder, so I'm going to serve, turn state's witness to help you get the six, and I'm and I'm not going mm-hmm. to serve or pay. You, you see where I'm going with this? So I'm not going to, yeah. you know, pay the full price of my sins. I'm just going to help you get other people. <laughs> They, they, they are, and I know what you're saying. I get it. I swear, I get it. There's something you're about saying, that that's not right. But, but it is. It's but been it's okay. that way forever. But hold on. <laughs> but it is okay. You want me to tell you why? And sometimes I don't that because God's gonna get them. Karma is gonna get them. And if karma doesn't get them. Karma is going to get their children, the sins of the father, Jay. So we might not see it, and we might think they're going to get away with it. But, but I want to see it, Vanessa. Oh, I want to see some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I want to see I it. Wow. 
Wow. Well, well, I do. But you know what? They're not going to get away with it unless they change his identity. Somebody is going to kill him. Somebody's going to bump him off. Somebody's going to bump off one of his family members if if they don't put him in hiding. And even if they do put him in hiding, you can't hide from God. You can't. So some stuff we just have to say. You just stop me from making up my face. Some stuff you just have to sit back and say, God, I'm going to let you get this. Because I know there's got to be some fairness in this. So that's one of them cases. And I believe, I believe when you were talking and you were explaining the story and you were saying, oh, seven or eight people stole drugs from the drug dealers, that mess still goes on. You cannot mm-hmm. get me to believe that they're not police officers. And God knows I'm not, don't be sending Jay no email. I am not saying there are a lot of cookie cops. But I am saying that there are police officers that are out there, and they're still doing that. They're stealing the drugs. They're giving them somebody else to sell it for them, or they're selling it. It's still happening. Now, they might not be able to go into the evidence room and go take stuff and walk out like they used to because now they got everything in the computer, and computer stuff don't disappear. But let me tell you, when it comes to the drugs and the drug money, if you raise somebody and they got a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars all over a room with with crack rocks and stuff, what the what is the the person gonna say? Well, when he raided me, he stole twenty five thousand dollars of my money. Yeah, right. Shut up. So they're it's still stealing. They're still sticking they money in their pockets. in Louisville, and that's still happening. You're right, Vanessa. They just yes, documented in Louisville. How they had a police officer come in and take people out money out their house and they drugs and everything else. Yep. Yeah, they did a documentary yep. on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh. I, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I just. It's, I know. Yeah. I know, brother. I. Just, 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 just something just so wrong with that. It's like okay, if if because because you can snitch on other people, you're not going to pay the full cost of the crimes that you committed, yep. and you committed major crimes just like they did. But because we're okay, looking at volume, then I don't get it. Okay, well they got six other people off the street, and we let one mm. crook get away. But he's not gonna get away, my brother. He's not. That's right, because Vanessa says that God is going to get him, and uh, you know. I, I, I'm gonna have to accept that God's gonna get him. He's gonna get him, Mister Elias. Yeah, he's gonna get him. I gotta agree. He's gonna get him. I gotta agree. But thank you for agreeing. All right, so we all know that gas prices are going down, 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 down. In this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know, we're going to look at four reasons why the gas prices are plummeting. It's Kavina time. In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. You're listening to The Serious Side on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio this best. We've got some promising news to report from the gas pump of all places. Gasoline prices took a steep drop in recent weeks after hitting a record high earlier this summer. Gas still costs more now than it did this time last year, but the drop should take some pressure off inflation. And NPR's Scott Horsley is here to explain. Hey, Scott. Hi, Ari. How much of a break are drivers getting? It's been a pretty big break. Uh, If you remember back in June, the average price of gasoline nationwide hit a record high, just over $5 a gallon. 
since then, it has dropped more than 85 cents a gallon, according to AAA. And some parts of the country, like Texas, have seen an even bigger decline. Now, that's welcome news for drivers like Linda McDaniel, who has to commute 60 miles every day to her job in San Antonio. I filled up yesterday, and it was 3.35. So, yeah, I was, I was excited about that. Because I have such a commute, I drive a uh, Honda Civic, which gets pretty good gas mileage. But with those bigger prices, I mean, it was really costing a significant amount more to fill up my tank. What changed? Why the prices dropped? Well, it's partly supply and demand. Drivers did cut back on driving when prices got so high. Uh, they combined errands. McDaniel actually canceled a road trip to Colorado this summer. So gasoline consumption in the U.S. is actually down about 9% from a year ago, which is a pretty remarkable cutback. At the same time, the supply of domestic crude oil is up more than 6% over the last year. So that's part of the story. We have also seen growing concern about an economic slowdown around the world, and that is weighing on global oil prices, which account for about half the cost of gasoline. Patrick DeHaan, who's with the price-tracking website GasBuddy, says all of this is a recipe for falling prices at the pump. Gasoline prices now nationally down for 48 straight days, 81,000 stations across the country selling gasoline at $3.99 or less. Americans collectively are going to spend $340 million less on gasoline today than they did on June 16 when prices peaked. That's a significant difference. How is this likely to affect inflation, which hit another 40-year high in June? Well, it will certainly help some. Gasoline was the biggest driver of inflation between May and June. Uh, we'll get a look at July's cost of living next week, and hopefully the headline number will be lower than the month before. Other prices are still climbing, though, including some that tend to be stickier than gasoline, which often goes up and down. Uh, McDaniel, for example, rents a couple of storage units, and her rent has gone up by $100 a month. She's also worried about her electric bill because her air conditioner has been working overtime during the hot Texas summer. So the drop in gasoline prices certainly helps with the cost of living, but it is not a cure-all for high inflation. Yes, it is welcome relief, but I mean, you can definitely see in, in just about everything, like in our soda machine, the price went up 25 cents overnight. <laughs> you know, it's just everything, every little thing you notice just goes up. Even a pack of gum, I noticed, went up 20 cents. So far, we're not seeing much relief on grocery or housing prices, and those are a bigger part of the average family budget than gasoline. Where do you expect gas prices to go from here? Well, DeHaan, the Gas Buddy analyst, predicts the average price could uh, drop below $4 a gallon in the next week to 10 days. But there are some wild cards on the horizon. You know, if we get a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico that knocks out drilling rigs or refineries, uh, that could send prices climbing again. And so could a new geopolitical threat like we saw with Russia's invasion of Ukraine. NPR's Scott Horsley, thanks a lot. You're welcome. Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition. From our children and grandparents to our veterans, co-workers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. 
Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. I really don't think we can overstate just how big of a deal this is. The first ballot test for abortion rights, and the answer was clear, and it was decisive, and it was in Kansas. I mean, you said it there, a ruby red state, and here you had such an overwhelming message from Kansans that they want to protect abortion rights here. And listen, the the no vote, the abortion rights advocacy side, they had a lot of headwinds here. Uh, This was a primary election. Smaller turnout tends to be a more conservative turnout, right? Uh, There was a lot of misinformation, including text messages sent to voters just before election day trying to confuse what the yes and the no vote meant. And still, the message resonated. And here's why. Look, as I was talking to voters here, every single Democrat I talked to, unsurprisingly, was voting no, right, was voting in favor of abortion rights. Uh, But not every Republican I talked to was voting yes. In fact, many Republicans I talked to, including people of faith, even pastors, uh, telling me that they believe that this is a choice that a woman should make between her and her doctor, and they certainly feel like this was going too far. They've watched what has happened in these surrounding states. They've watched them go dark and act these very extreme bans here and, and didn't want to see that here in Kansas. Welcome back in 347 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the Serbian side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the CRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Kansas says no, no, no. You cannot put your hands on telling a woman what to do with her body. Vanessa, when this vote, now Kansas is a ruby red state, but guess what? They are saying no, and this is a sentiment that you're seeing across the country. That being said, you know, once again, once you heard this news, what's the first thing that went through your mind, Vanessa, when you heard that Kansas has said, no, you're not going to restrict abortion rights in our state? <laughs> you know, this, well, I don't know how they can stop it if the Supreme Court says one thing. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't catch that. I was excited, but I will say this, Jay. So I was at a tournament. Well, well wait a minute. Let me let me explain this to you so that way you'll know. Hold on. Let me explain it to you real quick. Okay. So 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 the Supreme Court the Supreme Court basically said that the reason why people are saying that they really got rid of Roe versus Wade because they're saying that we're going to push that decision back down to the states. So, so that's where, that's why you're seeing these states all of a sudden coming up and saying, guess what, we're going to go ahead and put in restrictions because now we have a green light from the Supreme Court. That's why there are still states people can go to and have abortions. It's really at the state level now, but go ahead. So uh, people always ask, well, where are you from? And I said, Texas. And they said, oh, I love Texas. You know, everybody's so friendly and blah, 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 blah. And I didn't know the other day who was sitting across the room. <laughs> I said, home of the crazy, oh, forgive me for saying this. I was just going to say, home of the crazy-ass governor who don't let you do nothing. And so the, lady, the lady said, well, I live in Austin. I bust out laughing and high-fived her, and yes, she was white. And she said, we have got the craziest 
governor. And though I am Republican, we need to get rid of him. Mm. That's exactly what you said. Some of the Republicans can't stand him. I mean, he doesn't let us do anything, nothing. Texas can't do nothing. But you can live like a queen, honey, with $65,000, $75,000 a year. You can live like a rich person. That's all I can tell you about Texas. Oh. But other than that, well, but it, it, then you can't do but nothing. Hold, but, but, but hold on, Vanessa. I mean, you know, she says that. He, you know, you say that he won't let us do. All he's doing, this is the conservative playbook. They've been after Roe v. Wade forever. This is not a new It's flash. not just that. It's not just that, Jay. He, okay, he won't let us do anything. So he don't let people uh, do whatever they want to do with their body. You can't have casinos in the state of Texas, but you can go and give all your money one hour away in Louisiana with his stupid self. Just there is nothing. There's no amusement park. There's no nothing in Houston, it is, yeah. in San Antonio. But there's nothing here. And if you go to Austin, that's, that's where all the California people went to, that's because they can go and buy a mansion with the money that they spent for a house in California. I mean, he, he has Texas set up for people with money. He does, Jay. Abbott is crazy. Uh, Abbott's crazy. I don't know how he's the amusement park. He, he is crazy. He'll let you have a voice. Okay. He'll let you do nothing. And he's in a wheelchair. God saves him. I don't understand that. God saves him. And it is, yeah. he's in a chair and he's evil. Yeah. Well, okay. Views and opinions for those Texans who may be listening are the views and opinions of Vanessa. Thank you very much. Jackie, uh, tell me, uh, you know, once again, once you heard the news that Kansas has decided that, you know what? That the government has no right to tell you what to do with your body, and then when you, and especially when you heard the hit coming into this segment, they talked to a lot of Republican women who said, "Listen, I don't believe in abortion, but at the same time, it's dangerous for us to tell other people what to do with their bodies." So, what were your thoughts when you heard that Kansas people in Kansas said, "No, we're not," and we're talking. It wasn't by a slim margin; it was huge. Well, I mean, they all you can say about it is, hey, they they made the worst for it. You know, they fought for what they believed in, and they made they that's what you're supposed to do. Make your voice heard at the polls. I mean, I'm, you know, in the end, I ain't mad at people, you know, using their rights. That's what the vote is all about. That's what's voting all about. So, um, and there's gonna Possibly the uh, other states that fall behind because this is, you know, so many people who are for abortion. So probably the other states to follow. Well, it really depends, Miss Elias, because I don't think other states are going to follow per se. Because remember, this is a situation where uh, Kansas said, "Okay, we're going to. We want to take a temperature. We're saying." that we're, we're not going to make this, we're going to, we're not going to attach abortion rights to a candidate, right? So there may still be a candidate that's running for office that believes in abortion restrictions. So basically, Kansas said, look, we're not going to have, you're not going to vote 
you're not going to get the combo package here per se. We're going to say you can vote for a person who doesn't believe in abortion. That's your business. But we want to find out exactly how you feel about abortion. And should we discontinue it based on, you know, what happened with the Supreme Court? Now, obviously, you're not a female, and neither am I, but you have nieces, and, you know, I have nieces and daughters. So, you know, your thoughts when you heard this, and, you know, let's just give me your perspectives on it, sir. What, what do you think? What do you think? Now, how does this change what happens in November based on what happened in Kansas last week? Well, Jay, a lot of people are looking at this. To me, is that if they take away this right, they're going to take away that right. What's next? They'll take, away, they'll take away my gun rights. They'll take away this right. They'll take away that right. So they're, they're saying it's, what, what they're saying is it's not right to take away a woman's choice. Because if they take away a woman's choice to do this, then what's next? What are they going to take away from me next? So that, that, that's how a lot of these people look at it. But, you know, I can, I can at least say they're not like the dumbass state of Indiana where these people, are, they, were, they were actually, it was on the legislation floor to pass a law that this is how far that they wanted to take it. To where it's that if the fetus was dead inside of you and the baby was still born, you still had to carry it to term. They were trying oh, to pass wow. that. What? They, what? Yes, they were. Yes, they were trying to pass that. That's how far they the, the senator from Indiana was. Baby you, oh my God! Until okay. term, Vanessa, they defeated the bill. Oh my God! Wrong. They defeated it. But they, they brought it on the floor to say, hey, this is how far we're going against abortion. This is the dumbass thing we have. Promise you. Promise you. Again, wow. Yes. Yes. This is oh. what they were trying to do. This is how this, that's so, you know, it's not over. Like Jay said, some states are going to, are, are, are going to go through with it because this, this is how they want to carry it. But, you know, a lot of people are looking at it as, 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 as saying, hey, if they're going to take away this right, what's next? My gun rights or, you know, my First Amendment right birth or control, what? Birth control yeah, is going to be next. Yeah. What, 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 how much they going to control me? So that's why they decided, I believe that's in Kansas. That's the reason they voted it down. Those people don't want to be controlled by nothing. No. Okay, but let's look at the bigger picture here because, you know, before, two things I, I want to talk about here. Uh, number one, before Roe v. Wade was, you know, uh, basically uh, overturned, generic polls had Republicans with, you know, anywhere between a two to five point lead. As far as when you ask the average American, okay, who do you want to control Congress? Since that point, Democrats have opened a seven-point lead on the generic ballots. Now, we know the generic ballots, sometimes you hear these polls, and here's why I do agree with Jerome. You know, sometimes polls are not worth the paper that they're on because That's right. it's a generic poll, right? It is, which it's like the popular vote, right? Right? Because if you look at the popular vote, uh, you know, the last X amount, the last four presidents all would have been Democrats. <laughs> because they all won the popular vote. Well, I vote, but they all tell me, Jay. I act like I'm Republican, and I tell them stuff that they want to hear. Or like they called me recently, Jay, and asked me if I what I thought about casinos in Texas. You 
then they started asking questions about Ted Cruz up in there and stuff about Beto O'Rourke up in there. So I told them what they wanted to hear, but I'm a vote Democrat. So you can't believe the polls because it's not their business oh, wow. how I'm going to vote. Jerome said that to me a long time ago, and I took Jerome at what he said. So now when they call me with polls, oh, I do the polls, but I make them think that I am Republican, but I am going to vote. Oh, wow. Wow. Remember talking about throwing a monkey wrench. Yeah, I, I, I do remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember that conversation now that you brought it up. Yeah, I remember that conversation when you brought it up. But 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 so let's I, look at the I, bigger I, picture. You know, I, I no, 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 I, I remember. I remember. Mm-hmm. I don't get any calls from posters, thank God. But 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 I remember that. But but here, I want to focus on this for the last five minutes or so. The midterms now, a lot of people are saying, wait a minute, before folks said, okay, the Democrats, they're going to definitely lose the House, and there's a possibility of them losing the Senate. But now because we have wacko candidates on the Senate side, that's starting to look good for Democrats. Now that we have the fact that the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, now we're looking at a scenario where people are saying, well, wait a minute, people are coming out to vote. Do you know like almost 900,000 people came out and voted in Kansas? Those are damn near presidential election numbers. People don't come out to vote in August, right? But they saw a spike, a 1,000% registration once Roe v. Wade was overturned. So, Mr. Elias, I ask you, now, in this current environment, do you think, based on that ruling by the Supreme Court, that they, in a weird way, handed Democrats the House and the Senate? Unless they change the voting laws, Jay. <laughs> you know something, man? I, I, hey, man, I got to call him. You asked me a question, I'm going to call him like I see it. Unless they change the voting laws to 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 what to, to, the way they're supposed to change them, we're in trouble. I kid you not. I, I'm gonna keep talking on that. You can say, "Here we go, here we go." Unless they change them voting laws, man. Look, these people are these people are playing at chess, not checkers. They they are putting themselves in place. They're trying to put themselves in place to say, if if if, if I don't like the way he voted and I don't like his vote, we can throw it out. It's already been done in Georgia, where 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 the uh, governor, the, the the now governor, was throwing out ballots, so he so he because he didn't agree with the way the the thing was signed. So trust me, you know. But why why ask me? Why don't we ask the professional on the uh, the the the, uh, the panel? Who's the professional? You? I'm not a professional. What are you talking about? Well, let's introduce Mr. Jerome Spree. Good morning, Jerome. How are you doing this morning, sir? I'm oh, good, wow. man. How you doing? All right. All right, All right. Jerome. How, How you doing, doing? brother? I'm good. good. I'm good, good, my people. I'm good. How you doing? That's a professional. Good, 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 good to hear you. Good morning. Morning. All right. Well, he's in, hey, good morning, he's in the house. All right. All right. We have three minutes left in this segment. That's good. This gives Jerome enough time to kind of give us his perspective because 
he, you know, Jerome, you already said that basically when I asked this question last month, I think you said, hey, listen, dude, the Senate and the House, Democrats are going to hold on to those. And, and so now, because the polls were saying one thing, but I gave you credit earlier in this segment, I said, look, Jerome is right. Sometimes the polls are not worth the paper that they're printed on. But you did say that the Repub- that the, the Democrats would hold on to the Senate and the House. So give me your that. take on what happened in Kansas. And uh, just for those who may not have been here, can, we, can you tell us a little bit why you felt that Democrats were going to hold on to both uh, uh, chambers uh, in Congress? Oh, well, Go ahead, Vanessa. No, I just said Vanessa. he didn't ask me, but I don't think they are. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Right. I didn't ask you. I mean, okay. Well, <laughs> you started okay, the well, off with abortion and kind of went this way, but sorry, Vanessa. Okay. Uh, yeah. So with, yeah, Jerome, with polling, ahead, yeah. So with polling, generally, what happens is it's. It's usually how they ask a question, right? And you don't posters don't poll black people correctly ever at all ever, right? And it's because there's a belief that the percentage of people that they use in a poll that are black, they try to equate that to the percentage of people who they believe is going to show up, right? So they're doing this crazy math and deciding what polling says. But you have to remember television and um Um, Media generally is trying to frame a narrative before they actually get to people. That's why they're always wrong. So if you don't know what the climate is that you're playing in, of course they're going to be wrong. If If you watch television news and posters and they're telling you something, they're telling you from their perspective, on they're guessing essentially, but they're just telling you what they all consciously, like, conspire to believe. So that's why it's hard to read news. So I watch the news very differently. I kind of watch them for the facts, not for the commentary, because the commentary is always wrong. That's why that whole saying that those who can do and those who can't teach, I don't believe any of those fools on TV. If they were that good, they'd actually be doing campaigns, because most of them don't and never have been. They've been affiliated with campaigns, and they're like, oh, the former communications director say, I think this is going to happen, or – you know, I don't believe what Obama's people, you know, when I see Axelrod and those guys on there, they didn't know how Obama won. They put something out there to tweak the the demographic that they have relationship to. White folks are pretty damn narrow when it re- really comes to a bigger picture issue. They run campaigns to cater to the people they know, opposed to understanding a bigger picture, and then they make excuses on why Black folks did what they did, or Hispanic folks did what they did. They have no, no ear to the ground for this stuff. So I can tell you with this whole abortion stuff, you know, I think I've said this before, is that there is a negative birth rate in this country of white folks, right? And I think that number, according to the last census, is over 2 million. I had that number specifically, and I'll get it later for you. But there's 2 million more white folks dying than being born. And it's tweaking white supremacists and racist people to say, we're losing this country, right? And so that abortion thing on the extreme Republican side is about having more white folks in this country. It's not really oppressing everybody else. 
So when white women finally wake up and stop pendulum swinging on the Republican side, when you take shots directly at white women, they're going to go against you. They're the only flaky part of our electorate that um, pendulum swings back and forth. So you can poll and say, hey, black people aren't going to go for that. White men are not going to go with that. White, white women are the ones who are flaky. So it is very difficult to poll, to, to poll white women as well. Just like that poll with Trump, right? 55% said they were going to vote for Hillary, but 53% ended up voting for Trump. No matter how misogynistic and racist he was, white women don't have any problems with racist people. That's their people. That's their sons. That's their uncles. That's their cousins. They're like, they ain't that bad. So no matter how much they empathize with you, they usually pendulum swing. So you can almost calculate the stuff really easily if you can understand what the climate is that you're running in. So Republicans are just getting extreme as hell, like, and they're just out there. And at the same time, you have people who are running for office, and all Democrats have to do is point out how extreme Republicans are, and white women are like, uh-uh, I'm not going for that. Hmm. But they usually back that stuff, well. but they're taking shots directly at women. So women are starting to pendulum swing back. So the reason that I said that they weren't going to win the House and the Senate is because white women, white men ignore them. That's why when they do abortion legislation, there's white men in a room telling women what they need to do. You have a few extreme women who are over there, Bobert and all those crazy people. And white women in middle America, they're not extreme like that. They don't care and they're aloof. But when they do focus, they will focus against you if you take shots at white women. Hmm. So, well, there it is. You broke it down. Always good to have the mastermind himself in the house. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We're gonna step out. We'll be right back after this. This is the serious side of the show. Thank you. 
spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. Online radio at its best. Last night, Brittany Griner's Phoenix Mercury teammates and opposing players held 42 seconds of silence before their game to show support for the basketball star sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison camp. We're inspired every day by PT's strength. 42, the number of Griner's jersey. Griner's coach, emotional after the game. It was really tough to see VG today and to hear her words. A really emotional day for our whole team. In a Russian courtroom yesterday, Griner took responsibility for illegally bringing vape cartridges with cannabis oil into Russia in February. But she insisted it was not intentional. I made an honest mistake, and I hope that in your ruling, that it doesn't end my life here. Griner then choking up, apologizing to her family and teammates. Her attorney argued Reiner had no criminal intent. The judge still finding the 31-year-old guilty of drug smuggling. President Biden calling the sentence unacceptable, saying it's one more reminder of what the world already knew. Russia is wrongfully detaining Britney. The White House refusing to say whether Russia, with a harsh sentence, is using Reiner as a political pawn. Wrongfully detained, need to come home. There's a deal on the table. Let's make the deal. Let's get him home. Sources say the Biden administration is urging Russia to accept its proposal to bring Greiner and former Marine Paul Whelan home in exchange for Russian arms dealer Victor Boot. Oh, yeah. Welcome back in. 14 minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Uh, Brittany Griner sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison. Um, you know, we'll start this one off with you, Jerome. You know, Republicans are accusing, not Republicans, well, Russians and Republicans are the same, uh, in my opinion, but I digress. Uh, the Russians are accusing the U.S. of, uh, of using uh, loudmouth diplomacy. In other words, they're saying, you know, keep my name out your mouth. We are talking behind the scenes. Why are you trying to make this a public issue? The bottom line is you're making things worse for the detainees. Give me a thoughts on this, man. Do you think if you had to predict when Brittany Griner will be back here in the United States of America with her family, what, you know, give me a timeline. What do you say? When do you think she's going to be back here? In the United States, I don't. You know that's tough. I mean, I can wow. predict because it's uh, okay. So this is going to seem a little unusual for my analysis, but yeah. you can't tell another country how to um, prosecute somebody when you do something illegal in their country, right? Whoa. So, so when you come to the United States, if you had cocaine, for example, you can't say, hey, in Colombia, our cocaine laws ain't that bad, and we just get a fine and go home. You're, you're not going to oh, say boy. that. You're going to get convicted. You're going to go to jail. No, I'm just saying, right, There, there's something to be said 
about the fact that they're not obligated to do jack that we that we want. So this is a U.S. Embassy issue that you can say, hey, how about um, with our relationship that you transfer her back here and we'll take care of her here, right? And then if they transfer back here, they can let her go, they can do whatever. But that's a diplomatic thing. But you can't tell another country. That's what That's what colonizers do. That's what, you know, white folks are used to is that, when we see other countries do something, we criti- we're critical of them, but when we do something, we'd be like, it's none of your business, right? We can, we can look at Amnesty International, for example, and just say, listen, Amnesty International had the U.S. like number one for crimes against the citizens because the, the way they kill minorities or black people in particular, uh, according to the percentage of how they kill anybody else, is outrageous. So MC International saying, you know, the government is targeting black people because your local police, the police department is the government. So when we say it that way, we're like, oh, my gosh, we're outraged and blah, blah, blah. But we go to other countries and we tell them how to enforce or how to maneuver their own laws. So this, it's really tough because you really do have to deal with their system. That's a diplomatic thing. Now, the Russians, by saying don't play this out in the court of public opinion, you have to, because if nobody knows that she's there, they will keep her. So if mm. Russian is not above politics, right? So some uh, a white female had, um, I don't know how many ounces of marijuana there. She stayed two months and got a hundred thousand, a hundred ruble, hundred thousand ruble fine or something like something mm-hmm. light, and they sent her back, a uh, young white girl. So Brittany Griner does not even have weed. She has whatever, vape or oil or whatever, but she doesn't even really have any. It's just a canister that it was in. And they want to keep her for nine years. But then there's another American there, the guy who is a teacher who works at the embassy. He had, yep. he brought marijuana there with him, saying that it's medical marijuana from the United States. He does not get to do that. So you can't wrap all of those cases together where they're like, well, if you let Brittany out, white folks are like, you need to let the other white guy out, which is not true. She did not, even though, you know, she pled guilty, that was at the advice of her attorneys, but we know how that goes in the United States. If you get a public defender and you plead guilty, you can still get defense for that. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, that's a black term. You, you can get a lot of time for that. But you're right. So the, the issue is that that is, the U.S. Embassy and the State Department's issue of trying to get her out, and who knows how long that's going to take, because if there's a political exchange, they're going to want something. They hold all of the cards. She broke a law. She broke a rule or law in Russia, and now we have to figure out how to maneuver that. So Free Britney thing is like saying, no matter what excuse you use, you know, it's like people who put guns in their handbags when they go to to the airport. Oops, I forgot. Well, it's still against the law to have a gun at the airport. So whether they prosecute you or not, sometimes there's discretion and sometimes there isn't. So this is just a diplomatic thing. And so I don't have a timeline for her to get out, but I just think that eventually it's going to happen because she's so high profile, and they're just trying to get a high-profile person in exchange. Well, so all right, gonna... well, let me ask you – welcome, I'm sorry, Jerome. Let me ask you, Vanessa, I mean, because I remember you made a statement when this first went down that basically, hey, she shouldn't have had that stuff on her. And, you know, I can't remember the tone of the conversation 
after that comment, but I do remember reading some, you know, doing uh, State Your Case, people well, were, you, you know, what, making comments about that. Okay, okay well, we, won't you remind me? Yeah, yeah, remind me, yeah. Yeah, I said that. And the tone was from different people or somebody was that they put it in her bag, that she did not bring that over there. That's what I well, got back that? what I said. Somebody on the, go back and listen to the show. Somebody says that on on the show. Oh, somebody, that oh, somebody that uh, okay. Who said that? Go back. And okay. That they did not believe that that girl came over there with that. Okay, so it wasn't baby oil in a a bottle. It was weed in a bottle. More or less is what it is. So let me say this, because I've been following it, but I'm y'all gonna get mad at me, but I don't I, I don't care. I don't really care how much time that girl does. And let me tell you what. Oh, wow. Number one, she's black. Number two, she was in Russia. Number one, she's number what? Three, number one, she's what? Who? Oh, number number black. one, she's what? Okay. She's black. Okay. Black people can't do what white people do. She knows that. Number two, she was in Russia, crazy-ass Russia with Putin. She knew better. And number three, she kept changing her story. First, it, it was, I forgot that I had it in there. The next one was, I was coming off of COVID, so I was kind of confused as to what I was packing. She kept changing her story. Okay? Yes, she did. So, yes, she did do all of that, Jay. She yes, did say she... Did. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll she let you said finish. She was coming off of... She had COVID. She was sick. She was incoherent as to what she was packing. Yes, she did, because me and Bobby was laughing, okay. and he said, pick a story and stick with it, because she kept changing okay. her story. Okay. So, but I honestly don't care how much time that young lady gets, because I believe, like I believe that she put that in her bag, and she knew what she was doing from the get-go, I said that. So, if you have played outside of America, I mean, outside of the United States for that many years, you know that you can't put that kind of stuff in your bag. But she's been getting away with it, Jay. And so this time they used her as the example. That's exactly what happened to her. So for Vanessa, she ain't no different than my nephew, Momo B's brother, and nobody else that has done something wrong and went to jail. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. She, she can't be no Whoa. different than anybody else. So I don't know how much time she's getting, and particularly I Nine don't years. care how much time. Nine years. I, well, well, you said how much time is she going to actually do before they make a deal to get her out. I don't care well. because she knew better, and she did it, and she's black. And she's been in and out of Russia. So she knows that Putin and them are crazy. So some stuff you just don't do. And so they, okay. they weren't lenient with my nephew. They weren't lenient with Momo's brother. They might not have been lenient okay. with somebody else who's listening to Vanessa, your, your yeah. relative. But because she's a seven-foot-tall basketball person, Six, nine. now they want to cop deals for her. Now, nine years wow. is a lot. Nine years is a Jesus lot. Christ. But should she do a year and a half? Yes. Because she broke a Russian Ooh. law. Oh, my God. Should she okay. do a year? Hey, listen. She 
Okay. All right. Well, okay. All right. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I hear you. I hear you. It's going on in this country than this girl who had weed and said, oh, it was medical. Oh, wow. Okay, well, damn. Okay. A prescription for And you don't get no prescription for that. They sell that stuff on the Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right, Vanessa, we got it. Got it. Uh, okay, we got it. We got it. We got to go. We're, 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 we're up against it. You didn't say nothing when you were wrong with talking, but now I'm talking. Oh, here we you go. Vanessa, Vanessa, we're trying to. Go ahead. Uh, Mr. Elias, man, go ahead. Mr. Elias, give me a thought, man. Give me a thought. You going to use your time here? Give it to Vanessa. All right, Vanessa, there it is. Go ahead, Vanessa. I mean, you, you know, because I, I, don't, I don't agree with nothing you said. I mean, the, the crime doesn't fit the punishment, and, and black folks are, are unfairly are, are always unfairly uh, charged with, with with crime constantly. So for us to sit there and say I don't care how much time she gets because this is what my people got is wrong. You got to fight the injustices no matter where they are. That that's, that's, that's have, wrong but on you every have account. To not break the law. Don't break the law and then be the example. Does the crime fit the punishment, though? Well, does the crime fit the punishment? Does the crime fit the punishment? It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't. And as far as that, you can get get a cannabis prescription. You can get a prescription from a doctor. So, yes, she's a a 69 player that deals with with ailments. She knows the travel with it. You you know to I, travel I, with that prescription, so why didn't she travel with it? They travel okay. with it all the time. Snoop Dogg travels yeah. with his cannabis all the time. He well, has a medical marijuana card. See, see? See what I mean? Y'all just want to bring, say, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg got away with packing a gun through an airport. So you can't use him as an example. Why not? Why not? These, these are, these are, these are high-profile people that get away with that. that, 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 that it, 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 Vanessa... Cannabis is, 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 if your doctor prescribes it, you can carry it. You can carry okay, it. If your doctor prescribes it and you have a medical marijuana card, you can carry it. You can carry it anywhere in the United States. You can carry it. You didn't answer my question, okay. did you? What, what, what Why question, didn't she Vanessa? bring any of that with her? How you, you know she didn't bring Russia. it? How you know she didn't bring it? She did not bring it. That's why she got in trouble. She didn't say she brought it. She didn't say she got in trouble because she didn't declare it. So she didn't didn't declare it. What happens when you go into Russia, you would have had to state what you have up front, and they found something in there that she didn't state. So if she had um, told them that it was in there, they may have just deported her. They may have not let her come in. But she didn't declare it, so that's the technicality that they're. I'm just trying to get them to understand. When you are a flight attendant or when you go internationally, y'all, it's different rules when you're international. Just like these little rules that they got in California or whatever. Try that shit. Try that in Texas and see what happens to you. You cannot break rules just because of who you are. And when you are international, you have to declare the stuff that's in your bag. When I get ready to go to you, Europe, I you bet you I can't have it in my bag. You got five years for stealing $50 because they're black. So All you're right. standing because they stole yeah, it, they deserve that? Okay, I'm done. 
Come on, Vanessa. Come on. Stop that one. Please do at nope. this point nope. in time. Because you nope. got a man that nope. you got a man in Louisiana that served fifty years for stealing eighty five dollars. Yeah. Fifty years. Yeah. Was that was that right? That no, it wasn't. You're justice. saying because You're she broke the law, she deserves it. I'm not it? saying. What is about these? You know what, Jack? Okay. I what about what, what about the Duke Farmer? I said that. I said well, nine opioids, years opioids are the worst thing that ever happened, but they're legal. Opioids are legal, but Purdue Pharma, the people that own Purdue Pharma, will not see a day in jail. Look how many people. Look, look how much. How much? How many uh, people died from opioids? Think about that. And that's a legal drug. Legal. These people are dying every day from it. But these people that own Purdue Pharma will not serve one day in jail. But yet still, we're talking about it's cool for her to serve uh, nine years in jail because she had a, 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 a smidgen of CBD oil. Really? Snoop Dogg didn't take really? one day in jail in the airport with a gun. I bet you if you walk in there with a gun, we're going to see what's happened to you, Les. So I don't want to hear you this can, about you, you do, what, you can, what you can, you can legally travel with a gun if you declare When you travel that. internationally, y'all come back and talk to me. Well, I, I've traveled internationally, Vanessa. I've traveled a lot of places internationally. I have. I have. And like you said, I know with a gun going so into a country, it will deport you. Did you take weed to Germany with you? Did you? No, did I you take a gun I, I in was, your bag? I, I wasn't no. smoking weed at the time, Vanessa. I wasn't smoking weed at the time. You know. All right. Well, you hear the music. It is time to go. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of zero. So. Online radio at its best.
the NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance of living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is our calling number. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio. It's best that you guys are in the house. Hopefully you guys are enjoying your Sunday. Thank you for spending a portion of it with us. Time to say good morning to the panelists. Let's say good morning to my big sis, Vanessa Maybell. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? I'm steaming over here, but I'm all right. Good morning, everybody. Y'all better pray for this country and pray for these stupid people that know better. All righty then, uh, and, and uh, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, to you as well. Good morning to the smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Freeman. Good morning, sir. How are you? Yes, sir. Good morning, man. How are you? <laughs> it's just another day in paradise, no palm trees. <laughs> the man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side. The one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you and one. Good morning, Nessa. One. Good morning, Kathleen. One. Good morning, Rich Sister. One. Good morning, Mama B. One. Good morning, Mary the Music. And Mary the Music, that very first song was brought out by Simone. And the next one was the late, great Mr. Michael Henderson, Valentine Love. And good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. Man, I meant to comment on that. I ain't hear that song in a long time. Oh, that's yeah. Michael Henderson, brother. Woo. That's Her. back in the high school days. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, My cousin had man. that on back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had that on your 8-track, Jerome? <laughs> no, no. That was my 8-track oh, when we were riding in the Lincoln, but it did have an 8-track. I was little. <laughs> so I remember that song. It was on 8-track, I think. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh, my God. And the mother's tip. I know that was on the eight track too. Yeah. I, was saying, I think it was white, wasn't it? I think it was a white uh uh eight track that they had the yeah, oh my god. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, we digress. Yes. Mr. Elias man, can we say hello to some people in the chat room? <laughs> Covina man is the only one that's in there this morning, my brother. Covina what's up, Covina man? Always holding it down. Wanna say what's up to the pastor? Uh, let me see here. Let me swing back over here. Uh, Tanisha, Gerald. Oh, my God. We have so many people listening. Uh, and in a few minutes, I'm going to start pulling comments down from uh, the different uh, websites that I monitor throughout the course of the show. Thank you so much for being a part of it. So, <laughs> I would love to carry on this part of the conversation, but uh, we are kind of behind schedule. So let's just keep it moving. <laughs> oh, Jesus Online radio at its best. A show of force captured and beamed to the world by Chinese state media. BLA warplanes fly past the coastline and mountain ranges of Taiwan as Navy ships encircle the island from the east, staring off Taiwanese ships. China's Air Force is setting new records too. It sent 68 fighter jets and surveillance planes towards Taiwan in a single day. 
China's huge military response to Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan isn't the end of Beijing's fury. It's now cancelling or suspending cooperation with Washington across eight key areas, including climate change and senior-level military talks, plus international crime cooperation. We wish to issue a warning to the United States. Do not act rashly. Do not create a greater crisis. Since the People's Republic of China launched nearly a dozen ballistic missiles toward Taiwan two days ago, we've been hearing from allies and partners across the region who are deeply concerned about destabilizing and dangerous actions. Wow. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's trip to Taiwan has created a fuss. At first, people thought that the Chinese were just saber-rattling, but my goodness, some of the things that they're doing has concerns in the region. So I guess the general question is, you know, was it even worth it? Mr. Elias, was it even worth her going to Taiwan? Now, two things. You know, Newt Gingrich went back in the 90s, right? You know, American delegations go to, you know, Taiwan a lot. But for some odd reason, Pelosi's trip has really and truly pissed the Chinese off. So two questions. Number one, why are they so upset because she went to the region? And number two, uh, do you think she maybe she shouldn't have gone? Was it worth all this? Mm. Well, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know why. Why? Why it angered them? I really don't know why. But hey, man, she wanted to go. Well, because they told the U.S. They told the U.S., look, she better not show up. So they gave the U.S. an ultimatum saying, look, you know, this mm-hmm. is, you know, if she shows up, this is, you know, we operate under the one China doctrine. You know, we think Taiwan is, you know, that's a part of China. So mm-hmm. don't go. And she went anyway. So it's like they're telling the U.S., look here, she better not go. And so, come on. I mean, did we tell them not to? What, did we tell them not to trade with Russia? They did anyway. I don't know if we told them that. I don't think so. I think we've been negotiating yeah, with them. Yeah. We wanted them to stay out of it. Yeah, we've talked to them, but wait a minute. It's, well, but in China's mind, it's different, right? This doesn't oh, have okay. anything. That's, that's not mind. U.S. You know, what they're saying? Look, this is a part of our territory. We don't want you to show up. And you showed up anyway, even though okay. they're not. It's not. It's but, not. But so. but the U.S. They're concerned that because of what Russia is currently doing to Ukraine, you know there there are whispers in the uh, intelligence community, Jerome, that China's thinking about pretty much doing the same thing to Taiwan. Yeah, but so, they're, they're looking the, at the results that. You know, Russia is about to call China for help. You can you imagine if China took Taiwan and now they are calling Russia for help? <laughs> like they know that this is a bad move. So, you know, diplomatically, I'm sure if you know, like Russia wanted to do, if they could have took, um, if they could have took the Ukraine in what about two weeks, like they said they were going to do, then I would worry right. more about China. This is too long and protracted, and now they're starting to find out new weapons that the U.S. has because they're giving them new weapons um, just to fight in, um, fight in the Ukraine. You know, so there's like, right. you know, they're, they're showing like these mobile um, rocket launchers 
they they never showed that on the battlefield before. So they're taking Russia, you know, Russia out in their command centers, and Russia lost a good portion of their military already. So I'm sure right. their allies, you know, China's allies, which is Russia, then they probably feel some kind of way about that. But they would have probably taken Taiwan if Russia was really successful. So they're just threatening and posturing now. You know, when Russia started mm-hmm. thinking about asking North Korea for help, now you know something's yeah. going. There you go. You know, and, and you took the words right out of my mouth. I was just about to say that, that there are reports that they are thinking about reaching out to North Korea. I mean, so now, Vanessa, here we go. Think about this. You know, you read the Bible, right? You read Revelations, and, well, you start shaking in your boots. I mean, some of the things that are happening today are making me say, let me take another look at yep. Re- Re- Revelations. Because <laughs> this discourse that's going on, uh, you know, worldwide is something that is unprecedented, right? We've never seen anything like this before. They're talking about talking, you know, the Russians are talking about, you know, talk, you know, hey, reaching out to the North Koreans. Now, we're talking about, so think about it, all four parties involved in this thing are superpowers. They all have nuclear weapons, China, Russia, North Korea, and the U.S. So Nancy Pelosi, while she was abroad, kind of made the statement of, hey, listen, they didn't really go ape doo-doo when a man came over. Can it be the fact that I'm a woman? Or can it be the fact that maybe she's third in line for the presidency? You know, and here's the bigger question. Here's my question for you. My question for you is very simple because a lot of people are saying by her going that the, the, the Biden White House did not really want her to go. But she went anyway. And it, and they're saying, does this make look weak? Give me your thoughts on Pelosi's trip abroad. But what did she go for? I never did catch. Why? Why? She just went. She, she just she just went like they all do. They all fly abroad to visit countries and and just to make sure and let them know that the U.S. got their back. I mean, this is nothing out of the ordinary. And I think because China had, you know, because the the Chinese president told President Biden, say, hey, look, she can't come. Don't let her. If she comes, it's going to create some issues for us. And the U.S. ignored it and said, you know what? She can do what she want to do. She went. So give me your thoughts on it. You know, like I just said a few minutes ago, traveling abroad 20 years ago and traveling abroad now is two different things. It's just different now. And she shouldn't have went. And I ain't going to China because right now, today, they got 800 tourists that are stuck over there because of a new variant of COVID. So you know what? She needs to keep her. Okay, let me let me regroup. She needs to keep her old behind over there after they didn't told her not to come. I don't know why she went. I don't know if she was on vacation. I don't know what it was, but she shouldn't have gone over to China for any reason. I disagree. Yeah, well, she went to Taiwan. I disagree. I mean, you can't have another country telling us what to do. We're the USA. So what? you tell us we're not going, and then well, we're not going. Okay, yes, Mr. China, you go to hell. Bottom line is we rule this place. If, let me tell you something. If you warn me, I'm going to take heed to what 
to your warning. Because when people well, we did. show you who they she are, went anyway. head, you no, please. No, please, no. I don't think so. No, it's not a no. Yeah. You can't listen, you, Vanessa. Where are the two superpowers? If if you're gonna come, we we are the leader of the free world, and we're gonna have China tell us when well, you better not send her. Okay, so Mr. When, China, we go somewhere kick rocks. We do we, what the hell my, we want to do. My wife friends went on a trip and get and they invited us. And guess what I said? No. I ain't going. And they said, well, why not? I said because Trump will bail y'all asses out, but Trump won't bail me Jeez. out. So, yeah, but here's my, no. but, but here's my response to that. You're not third in line for the presidency of the United States either. All right, well, there you go. There it is, boom. All right, NPR News Update. Well, I, I kind of believe that. Jerome, real quick, man, before we go. Yeah, I want to say you have to remember that it, it's, China feels that Taiwan's a territory. So just think about the U.S. territories, Guam. Um, U.S. territory right. of um, what's the other one? The U.S. Virgin Islands is a territory, it's yeah. not a state. Yeah. And so, yeah. and Puerto Rico is pretty much a territory. Yeah. So, if they considered a territory, and and say China was going to Puerto Rico to have talks with them for whatever reason, the United States may right. have something to say about it. That's all I'm saying. It's like you, you can't. You have to look yeah. at it from more of a diplomatic standpoint. That I hear you, if but if they're still a territory. Of China, um, then we have to, it's like Tokyo. They just had an agreement that Tokyo can do whatever, and then, um, not Tokyo, but um, Hong Kong. They had an agreement, and Hong Kong reverts yeah. back to China. There ain't Japan yeah, can but, do about that. We have to still honor our but, agreement. Yeah, but Jerome, that doesn't exist in this situation because Taiwan doesn't recognize that. That's what that's to me. That's the difference. But you know, we can have that conversation on hey, the other side. True. We okay. gotta step up. We gotta go. Be right. Be right back. Palestinian militants have fired rockets toward Jerusalem as Israel presses airstrikes in the Gaza Strip for a third day. The violence started last week when Israel killed a senior commander with the Palestinian Islamic Jihad militant group. A second top leader of the group now reported to be among around 30 people who've been killed. Four days of Chinese military drills around Taiwan are coming to a close today. Beijing launched the drills as part of China's response to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taipei. Taiwan is accusing Beijing of practicing foreign invasion. Psychologists play a critical role in K-12 schools, but as most districts approach a new school year, there's a huge shortage of them. NPR's Akuta Salter reports. The National Association of School Psychologists, or NASP, recommends a ratio of one school psychologist for every 500 students. But many school districts aren't coming anywhere close to that target. And on top of that, the demographics of school psychologists don't match those of the students they serve. More than 85% of school psychologists are white women, data suggests, but most K-12 students are not. Celeste Malone is a professor of school psychology at Howard University. She says these numbers are cause for concern. What does it mean to have a predominantly white profession working with predominantly kids of color within a racist society? Malone says that she's working on targeted recruitment efforts to bring broader representation to school psychology. Pooja Salhotra, NPR News. Life Kit is like your friend with really good advice. Oh. 
can I really be truthful? Like, yeah. It's just me and you, right? Well, sure. Let's say it is. <laughs> Three times a week, Life Kit is in your feeds with episodes on health, personal finance, personal growth, and so much more. Listen to Life Kit from NPR. All right, folks, it is time for Pastor Steve State Your Case. Ooh, we got some comments in here this morning. All right, before I always read our comments are the comments from social media. Mr. Elias, I always yield to you. Any comments from the world-famous chat room, my friend? No, sir, there isn't. It's on you. Oh, man, Kavina, man, was quiet, huh? Wow. Okay, well, that's good yep. because we're running out of time anyway. Let me read all this stuff. Man, I wasn't able to pull them all down, but I just grabbed the first five, and let me read what I have. All right. Obviously, pastor takes precedence. Pastor Steve checks in. He says, peace and blessings, family. He says, kudos, guys. And he says, amen, Sister Vanessa. Glad that you are back and speaking the truth. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. And, Jay, you're going to have to wait because the Lord gets priority. All right, pastor. <laughs> he gets priority. I'll wait. And I may not ever know what happened, but I still want to see it. Thank you, pastor. All right, Clarence. From uh, Hope, Arkansas. He says, good morning, family. He said, uh, y'all know. All right, he says, okay. He says, y'all know that I'm a big fan and defender of Miss V. Uh, I didn't know that, Clarence, but okay. He says, but I have to say this. Jay, you good. What is he talking You shouldn't, oh, she shouldn't have busted you out like that. Love you, Miss V, but you were wrong for that piece. What the hell are you talking about, Clarence? But okay, there you go. I, I don't about, know what he's talking about. About. about the party, about the party, more than likely. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what. Okay, I don't know. All right. So Reginald from uh, I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, Reginald from Mansfield, Ohio says, "Oh snap, Jerome sounds like Kurt Schilling." Uh, you do the crime, you must do the time. Unexpected answer from the smartest man in the world. What is, oh, okay, so basically what he means by that is Kurt Schilling came out and said that, you know what, Brittany Griner broke the, broke the law, so you know what, she just needs to pay. So I guess that's what he's referring no, to. No, and All I right, did not uh, say that. No, so just to clear this yeah. up, I'm not saying that. Yeah. Go ahead, clear it up. Go ahead. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not saying she should do any time. I said that it's the State Department's job to get her out once she breaks a crime, once she has a crime in another country. We can't tell that country what to impose, but the State Department should be able to protect U.S. citizens abroad. That's why we have a State Department and international law. They should be able to pull her out. I just don't know what timeline that they have. You ask me, how long is she going to stay there? And I said, I don't know. I didn't say jack about her staying in jail for no freaking nine years or even staying in jail. I'm saying they should get her right. deported back to the United States like they do in normal cases when you break the law as a foreign citizen. They deport your butt. So they should need to deport her. That's what I was saying. Hey, 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 Reginald, let me tell you something. When Jerome says jack, that means you pissed him off. You better listen. All right, CC <laughs> from uh, Saginaw, Michigan. <laughs> I can't, okay, okay. I can't believe what I'm hearing from y'all. This is a young black sister that y'all should be supporting. My goodness, I have to seriously think about listening to this show again. Ouch. Okay, CC. Uh, hmm. Didn't think we weren't supporting her, but I don't know. Uh, Tanisha from New York City 
thank God Vanessa was sitting on the OJ trial. <laughs> SMH, okay? No, that's right. Uh, I'm going to agree with let that. Me, let me read one more. Uh, here's Gerald from Irvin. Irvine, is it Irvine or Irvine, California, Mr. Elias? Irvine, California? Irvine, um, Irvine, yeah. Irvine, okay. He says, good morning. First of all, I love this show. Well, thank you, Gerald. I have listened to hundreds of shows on BTR, and this is the absolute best show on the platform. Well, damn, thank you, Gerald. He says, Jay, I commend you. Jay, I commend you on how the show is structured. No disrespect to your talents, but apparently they have never worked in radio or TV. Time is of, of an essence. You have paid sponsors and paid segments. You cannot, so you can't just ignore hard breaks when they are scheduled. Not going to bore your audience with all the details, but just know, as a former producer of multiple award-winning programs, I feel your pain. Keep up the good work. Damn, y'all, y'all kind of upset the after today. from Irvine, California. I'm saying this. That's Jay. Jay wrote that. <laughs> Did I get on his... <laughs> I don't believe, I don't believe that. that Irvine is a thing. Okay, fine. Irvine. <laughs> Irvine, California. Yeah, yeah. Hey, y'all I know mad this is. morning. I'm saying. Huh? That's what I want to say. Oh, here we go. Everybody mad this morning. All right, and on that note, geez, Louise, we got a lot of stuff going on this morning. All right, on that note, you know... <laughs> Online radio at its best. Well, one happy family as we are, as we are always. It's time for our final thoughts. Vanessa, <laughs> you are first. Jesus Christ. Woo! Final thoughts. First, my final thought is that person who said that, UJ, the show will be found on the But I, I love that. one of you. And I should, I we can't hear you, Vanessa. Oh, can you hear me yeah, now? Yeah, much better. Go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. I love each and every yes. one of you. I love the people yes. who listen to the show. And I thank yes. you for your comments, good or bad, about me. And it's fine yes. because we all have our opinion. And yes. we all have to do the time and do the crime. It's just like Hispanic people yes. who do stuff over here and we deport them. <laughs> and they have to go over there. I mean... And, I mean, these people know better, but some people think they can get away with stuff because of who they are. And I'm not talking about that girl in particular. I'm just saying sometimes people think they can get away with stuff because of who they wow. are. And you just can't. And so it doesn't matter what color you are, religion, or politics. I am turning into the church house, and as always, I'm praying for this country, and I'm praying for people to do better in this world. I love y'all. Y'all have a blessed week, and I'm God bless you. Pray for us, girl. God bless you. All right. Jerome. God bless you. Thoughts, man. Your final thoughts. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to have to agree. We cannot put Vanessa on OJ trial. But I think that is, uh, <laughs> Vanessa is oh, going to be care. off the rails. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, I wouldn't want you on the jury for nothing that happened around me. Vanessa's like, if you did the crime, you're going to have to do the time. Anyway, all right. Um, I just want to say everybody have a good week for my, my time to LES. I just thought that was funny. My bad. All right. See, see you in a few. <laughs> all right. Mr. LES, final thoughts. Hey, man, first and foremost, I'd like to say happy birthday to my big brother, Eddie George. 
I love you, man. Hey. I pray that you have a blessed day, and we'll get together and we'll we'll spark one up later, baby. That's what we're gonna do today. That's what we're gonna oh, do today. Boy. And look, folks, get out and vote. If you don't, if you don't vote, these people are going to take over your take over the country that we that we so love dearly, and they're gonna they're going to they're gonna put people in place that you will never be able to win another election. So get out and, and, and strike down their vote. It's been done. Keep, keep going and keep fighting because you can't never stop fighting for the things that you want. All right. Well, 90 seconds. All right. To my alter ego, Gerald. Hey, Gerald, listen, let me, let me say this. Uh, first of all, I appreciate the comments. I really do. But but let me say, you said no disrespect to my panelists. And, and when you said that, usually when someone says no disrespect, that's exactly what they're doing. Listen, man, we're not professionals here. We're just trying to have fun. We're trying to make sure we put information out to people. That's what it's all about. It ain't got nothing to do with all that. We don't have paid sponsors. We don't have any of that. We just want to put together a program and a show that people can enjoy. People may sometimes get a little, you know, upset. People may get a little animated. That's what it's all about. Brothers and sisters always have these things where they bump heads. Once again, Vanessa's favorite saying of mine, you know, that's why Baskin Robbins has 33 flavors. We all have different opinions, and we hope that the opinions we bring to you on a weekly basis, you guys can appreciate it. You don't have to agree with us, and if you don't like what we do, what do I always say, Mr. Elias? Don't listen to us. That's not what I said. I said change the channel. Thanks, Mr. Elias. (laughs) Just drop the ball. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, don't listen to us. That's not what I say, Mister Elias. But that's okay because that's right along the lines. You're right. Just you know, go do something else. I mean, we can't please. We can't be everything to everybody. That's just the way it is. So, on that note, Mister Elias, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the day, Ralph Shelton. And you know what that means when the music gets loud. That means we are officially in overtime. So, for Vanessa, for Mr. Elias, for my main man, Jerome, I'm Jay Ryle saying have a wonderful Sunday. And if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is time for the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show. God bless everybody. Have a wonderful work week coming up next on a need-to-know basis. Y'all been missing that. The man's in the house. Can't wait to hear it. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Take care. God bless. Have a wonderful work week. And it is time for one of the Need to Know Basics with my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. God bless everybody. See you next week. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. I know that's right, folks. It is time. Where's the drone? Where's the drone? He is here. It is time for only need to know basis with the man of the hour, Mr. Jerome Spree. Man, what's going on, brother? What is on your agenda for today? Man, you know, after that show, Jay, your whole show is on the agenda. <laughs> like, we are oh, going to talk about <laughs> no. Wow. Now, I'm just going to say this and be very light about this. Um, we yeah. are professional. But sometimes the show gets a little bit goes a little bit off the rails. So I'm gonna make I'm gonna um, I'm gonna address that 
uh, for Jay because Jay's being too nice. Jay said that we're not professional. Some of us are. So I'm just going to say well, you are. sometimes it gets a little okay, you're right. And uh, we just yeah, get a little right. bit shy ourselves. Sometimes yeah. it calls for cussing. And so sometimes yeah. it doesn't. So I just want to put that out there. You're right. You know, you're right. And, and I mean, and, 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 and in fairness to me, sir, I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off. In fairness to me, I'm just good. saying that I don't, I've never, that's a lie too, Mr. Elias. I work for WDCV out of uh, Carlisle. But I'm just saying, I'm I'm not, you know, that's what I meant. We're not, let me just shut up. Oh. Go ahead, Jerome, man. It's all yours. Put it this way. <laughs> if you call in, we put your butt on mute. Work that out. Like, we know how to set folks out. <laughs> like, they ain't that big of a deal. <laughs> so, if it was an absolutely hard break, we would take a hard break. So, yeah, don't worry about it. We're, we're, just, we're just not that rigid. We just try to keep that yeah. in perspective. All right. Yeah. So, you know, Jay, I don't know if you want to be around for this, but we in, in pop Uh-oh. culture, I, I'm going to talk about that Beyonce Khalees stuff that's going on because I, I didn't want to miss that. I, I didn't hear about it, so yeah, I, I hang around it. I, I don't, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I heard some rumblings about something she did, so yeah, I'm gonna hang out for this one. What's going on with that? Okay, well, well, I'll start off with it. So, the deal is, is that Beyonce has her new release, right? I can't say CD anymore, can I? I don't think people do that. They download. No. So she has her new album release, and um, there's a song That's really on there. old. <laughs> <laughs> I know it went backwards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> album release. And she has a song that's sampled from the song Milkshake. You know that Khalif yeah. song, right? And uh, no, I don't. You have that in a place. Don't put it on. So on that song, there's a sample on there. And the Neptunes did it, or Pharrell and whatever the guy's name, Chad. Um, yeah. They did that song. But apparently, Khalif gets no royalties from that song. She didn't write it. She didn't produce it. So she says that Beyonce should have common courtesy called her and told her that she was going to use that song. Legally, she does not have to do that because Khalees does not own the song. So going back and forth, you're watching, you know, fans weigh in on this one way or another. And it's weird. I mean, this is a black-on-black crime all the way around. But Beyonce ends up going back and stripping that sample out of her song. And so oh, wow. now people are back and forth thinking that, you know, Beyonce's being a little mean or spiteful and whatever, but it's how the music industry works. If she doesn't have any royalties, um, she can't really complain about it. Now, in Khalees' defense, Khalees wasn't pointing out Beyonce, per se. She was pointing out the fact that Pharrell and them stole that music from her. And wow. they they of her royalties. So you didn't hear about them going back and forth? I'm doing a week. I heard about her. The ch- only thing I heard about some type of uh, um, some type of folk, folk, some type of uh, term was used, and, and she had to remove that. I didn't hear about this part. No. Yeah, it was a sample. It was a sample of um, of a song that Khalees did, and apparently oh, Khalees. Okay. Yeah, when you're young in the music industry, if you don't know that, and somebody brings you in on a song and they're producing mm-hmm. the whole thing, they you get to get your royalties divvied up inside of their publishing if you don't have your own publishing. So Khalees said that she wrote some of that stuff, but she does not get any money from it. But to Beyonce's credit, Beyonce named her, you know, 
credit in the song, even though she n- doesn't legally have any um, have any rights to any credit for the song. But but Beyonce named her and you know gave her credit, which means she probably would have gotten some royalties from Beyonce until she complained that they could at least gave her a heads up. So that's what the deal know. is. You know how that goes. If yeah. if you don't own anything, I think musicians don't know this. When you see entertainers on stage and they're singing somebody else's song, they don't get no royalties from that song. So not unless you're just in concert yeah. singing it, you can sing it. But if you didn't produce it and didn't write it, you're getting no mo- money from the radio or any place else for that song. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, so wow. that's what the wow. big Yeah, that's what the big thing was with Khalees and Beyonce. Again, if I had black on black crime fired up, I would have um, I would have rolled on this because I would want to know who who do you think is right or wrong in this, right? It's a question of should Khalees have said anything or should Beyonce have reached out to Khalees? Just knowing the story. Uh, I don't know. I mean, are you posing that question to us now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now that I know what you're saying, I do think she should have reached out to her. I think that sometimes now Khalees, now who now who is see, I'm I'm in the dark, man. So is Khalees like a new artist or is this a I don't have oh, I don't no, know no, no. I have no it's idea what this is. Song. Huh? You have a Go ahead. My milkshake's in the yard, my body's burning yours. That's a old that's old, man. Milk yeah. yeah. She was married to Nas. She, she sang okay, a bunch. Okay. She's still over now. Oh, no. Yeah, she's still you know the, over now. You know the ODB song, Baby, I got your money, don't you worry. That's Khalid. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. All right, so so then, okay, so, okay, what I was about to say makes sense. You know, sometimes these older artists, man, you know, they sometimes, look, just give me my props. You know, it's something that I thought was so interesting, and you know that song, uh, Hey, Mr. DJ? That whole uh-huh. bass line is from another song, and when I heard it, I never knew it. I mean, they took it. They took everything. <laughs> they really didn't change anything. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I never knew that this song was made by somebody else. And, right. and when, when I heard it, I'm like, God dang it, nobody ever gave the guy credit. So it's like, just give me some credit, you know? So I think she should have reached out to her. At least, well, they, right? They started doing that later on, though. On the earlier ones, they didn't. Now, you can't get away with that because those things are run through um, digital machines now. So if you make a song and it actually matches another song, they automatically give the other song the credit. Yeah, hey, you really? can't do I didn't that know now. that either. Wow. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah it's an automated system through um, BMI and ASCAP. And if your song... Not, it doesn't just have to match beats per minute, but if it matches in tone, it runs through an mm-hmm. automated system. So it will send your royalties to somebody else. Wow, you know what? That makes sense. I think that's the reason why you have Shazam and all that stuff, right? He can recognize it and tell yeah. you, ah, oh, okay, wow. That, that, it's almost like the music's version of plagiarism, I guess. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's where um, Robin Thicke and Pharrell got in trouble with... Um, uh, what Marvin Gaye's family He's got to give it up Because they kept saying No, no, we didn't listen Remember that? Yeah No, I, I remember that, that whole thing But I didn't know that was behind it Wow, that's interesting I learned yeah, something new today Wow Which is the LS? Huh? Yeah, yeah. 
they had to pay. They had to pay uh, the the uh, gay gay family money off yeah. that song. Yep, their estate got a ton of money off of that because yep. they kept denying it. They said, "Well, it may have influenced influenced it. I may have heard it, and that that system pinged it. It was like you can't, you know, this is these are digital systems. It knows where you're using the bed. Like you can't run." an original track up under new tracks and thinking that that system won't pick it up because it did. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Because you know, back Good in the day, you, just, you, you would just say something like, listen to this, and don't it sound like that? And don't, you, you do that yeah. to it, right? <laughs> These systems uh-huh. don't, don't care. <laughs> right? It's just oh, wow. Wow, well, right. good. Oh, actually, I didn't ask Elias. Elias, what do you, what do you think about that? We. I just think she reached out to her just as a common courtesy. She didn't have to, but as a common courtesy, she should have reached out to her. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't have to, though. She really didn't have to. Yeah, that's such a tough thing for me, though, because if you're in the studio making music and somebody else is producing the song and they use it as a sample, do I have to go out and find the person that has the sample? I mean, I know she's big, but I'm just saying, like, this be fair across the board that if I'm a new artist, do I I don't have access to them? Is it my job to go find the people who sample that we're using, or do you just pay them? And so she was going to get paid anyway, even though she is not named in there. That's Pharrell's song, and uh, it's the Neptunes actually who produced it. That she, Beyonce at least put her down for credit. I would I would think that that was a shout out to her from her putting yeah. her credit into you know into the song and again Khalid didn't blame didn't blame Beyonce she's highlighting the fact that artists get ripped off and they don't get any credit for the works that they use that, I mean I think that's yeah. where Khalid I don't think he had a Beyonce problem I think so, it so is it a situation yeah that, isn't it a situation where um, so I know that at some point in time copyrights they expire right yeah, all copy, all copy okay. expire at this point. But on, okay. but on music, um, I think you still have to play the original author, and you actually have to still credit them. So mm-hmm. they may not be able to stop them from using it. What a copyright can do is it can stop you from altering the original work. So when someone wanted to use Prince's work, Prince for years would not people use his work. But there were some people who got permission from Prince like Hammer and he did that song That's Why We Pray and he did the Doves Cry thing or he just wouldn't oh, let like weird Al Yankovic use his song That's Why We Pray you know? Look at Jerome Look at Jerome digging in the crates I forgot about that song That's Why We Pray We pray. Ah okay uh, Hey th- hey, I am the guy who remembers that that song was on 8 track I'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> Look, wow. the first thing, you know, I thought of a new segment when we said, when um, after Elias played that song was that we can name things that weren't out when that song was. <laughs> like, there was no cell phone. <laughs> uh, Automatic wasn't even a given back then. All cars had had manual windows back then. Yep, the air conditioning yeah. was a standard in cars when that song was out. No. Yeah, exactly. and they had one mirror too. Don't forget about that. Then you had to pay extra to get that <laughs> yeah. second mirror. That's gonna be extra. Mm-hmm. You want another mirror? <laughs> be crazy. And oh, wow. so here's why I remember that song. It's when black folks 
would dress up to go to the movies. Because my cousin, when he was going to the movies, had us, like, um, drying the windows of his car with newspaper. Like, they were cleaning. Mm. The tires, was, everything was clean in that car. But I'm saying, just to go to the movies. <laughs> now, <laughs> people don't dress up worth spot. <laughs> but black folks yeah, back then watched themselves when they did little stuff like that. So anyway, yeah, I remember that song. And oh. And also... That's when all cars had ashtrays, too. I don't know if they have them now. <laughs> what? Had <laughs> ashtrays. Oh, yeah. 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 No cars yeah. don't have ashtrays, or do they? Uh, I think they do. I think they do. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Well, you may, you may be right about that. Yeah, my I was going to say. My car's in 2012, and it has an... Well, it has a compartment. Well, it has because yeah, there's a lighter there. Uh, coin holder now. I have a I have a change thing in there, but it's not an ashtray because there's no lighters. But it's a place in. where you can yeah. plug in your your phone. That's what a lighter yeah. thing used to be. Yeah. But yeah, they don't they don't even have ashtrays. So anyway, sorry for going back. And I was going to ask, was that the original song? But mm-hmm. I guess well. it was. I thought it was a mm-hmm. jazz version of it when I first heard it. Mike of, uh, of, uh, he's Mike just a Cole. cold artist, man. Yeah, he's just cold. He was a cold artist, man. But there's actually two versions of that. There's one he did with uh, Jeannie Karn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could have sworn it was yeah. a female voice on that song. Yep, yep, the original. yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yep. So that wasn't the original one. That was, I I, that was, was his, uh, yeah, that was his, that was his version he did by himself. Okay. Yeah, because that was like a yeah. jazzier version of the one I remember. Okay. Yep, 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 so, yep, yep. All right. If 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 um, LES didn't say that it was um, the original person, I would have. I, I I was thinking the the version with the woman remake. on it was the original. Yeah, I thought that this yeah. was a remake. So yeah. yeah, I didn't know it was the first. So all right, okay. so now I'll have to YouTube that thing a little bit later. Thanks, LES, for um, putting that in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, it's been since he passed away. It's been in my head, man. I kid oh. you not. When he uh-huh. when he died, I went. I, I I played all his songs, man. And I was like, Oh uh-huh. damn, he did make that. He did make that. He. Oh man, Michael Henderson was cold, man. He was cold. He was just. Oh man, he was an unbelievable artist, man. He never got a lot of credit for a lot of things he did, man. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, we're we're like the guys who have to switch our our music when we go around young kids now. It's like, hey, hey. We gonna then turn turn it up or not? At least bring it up to Janet Jackson's control or something, because that goes way back. Really? <laughs> that really? Goes way back. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, all right. Now, our our first story. I actually have um. You know, I want to also talk about To. Um, let's talk about that while. Yeah. Did you guys see that? To yeah, the I white saw it, man. Yeah. yeah. Came out. Um, I'm trying to think what happened. She, he said that he was at his house. He was driving to a mailbox, and some white woman. Was she walking by, or was she in the street? Yeah, she was walking by. And she was walking by, and she said he he sped by her, and he almost hit her. And he was like, "No, I didn't." Well, <laughs> she, she yelled for him to slow down, and he was like, mm-hmm. "What do you mean slow down? I'm driving from my house to the mailbox." And she yelled at him to mm-hmm. slow down. And then when the police came, she started crying. And she yelled, yeah. Now she's crying. <laughs> yep. And then he kept calling the, the water. The water was the flying. 
Yeah. Yes. She started crying. I'm like, what is she? Because she was yelling and screaming at him, and she was being an aggressor. And as soon as the police came, <laughs> and he said, you know, okay, ma'am, show me where he hit you at. He didn't hit me. Why are well, we here? Well, I, to T.O.'s credit, T.O. did say, because the woman's husband was there, and he said, if mm-hmm. I was aggressive on you, your husband is standing right there. So how did that happen and your husband standing right there? Mm-hmm. So witness yeah. her husband. But, but yeah. her husband did get mad when T.O. kept calling her Karen. <laughs> he was like, I never yeah. had to deal with Karen before. Yeah. He's like, don't get mad, don't at, call my don't wife get mad at me calling yeah. her Karen. Yeah. She was Karen. No doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so T.O. said that she weaponized her tears against against um, against them, against black men, and it's that's mm-hmm. dangerous, right? Because depending yeah. on what police would have showed up, they would have been overly aggressive. Yeah. Exactly. So even when he was there, they said, "Oh well, let us see your ID." They shouldn't have asked T.O. for no ID. Really? They didn't ask. What the crime have I ID. committed? What crime have right. I committed? Because you can only you can only ID me when when I commit a crime. Now, what crime right. have I committed? What did I do right. to, for you to ID me? Yep. She, she called the police and accused them of something that did not happen. Her husband was a witness. And then she says, she starts crying, saying that he almost hit me. It's like, how did I almost mm-hmm. hit you? And your husband's right there. Can correct. Now, if her husband would have lied, then that would have been a whole nother story. But she was right. going over the top. And the policeman, when he came up, started asking, you know, let me see your ID. What happened? And by right, Teal said, the reason I did not leave when she said she was calling the police is because y'all would have came and, like, tried to kick in my door. Just because his wife was right. said that's why I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so when, she, when they were just saying, well, you should just leave, he, you know, that is white folks' aggression. Well, just leave. You don't have to leave. That was a public space. Just to calm the white woman down. So anyway... That could have turned yeah, out. Yeah, that was crazy. Really bad. That was insane. It really was. Just even watching that was nutty. You know, just seeing that. All right. So really, I guess I let me go to some news because we we could I can talk about that for days. Now, the head of Amnesty International in Kiev um, quit over accusations that Ukraine forces um, of endang- they endangered civilians by fighting um, the Russian invasion. Now, can you believe that? This is Amnesty International saying you fighting back endangered your citizens. <laughs> so, so apparently, she's like, y'all should just gave in to Russia. Just give yeah, it to them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know? really. That, now, that's now, what this you should do in the black, This reminds me of something in the black community when people say that about the police. When the police comes in and, mm-hmm. and they break the law, they say, hey, we shouldn't fight back because some people are going to get hurt. And I'm like, if you didn't initiate the fight, you have every right to finish the fight. So, yeah. but, yeah, she was, a, she was, um, she quit. I don't think she was fired, but she quit um, as she was slammed for her pro-Russian report and accusing Ukraine of <laughs> endangering it. I think it was Russia who endangered Ukrainian civilians. That's what I'm saying. They invaded. They invaded. They invaded. Right. 
Now, mm-hmm. now the the S and P 500 uh, stayed in a recovery last month. It gained nearly 10% over the month, and it um, it came despite of the announcement of a second successive quarter of economic um, um, constriction in the U.S. So remember everybody, like about a month ago, um, everyone was like, we're going into a recession. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hit yep. us. It's going to hit us hard. Mm-hmm. And I think on that show, <laughs> I thought, we are not going into a recession. I don't think I said that loud enough just to say, because people panic for little things. Gas prices has gone down for 51 straight days. And it is really because Biden released a million barrels into strategic reserve. So now that Mm -hmm. summer is over, the gas prices are naturally going to go down anyway. But he did it during peak season. So... We're watching that happen. We watched um, 500, over 500,000 um, is the number of people who were employed. Um, so unemployment ticked down, and it's the lowest in, what, 56 years? So, yeah, 3.3. Yes. And so it they had to revise numbers, revise numbers from past months up because they thought that the numbers were going down and it's recession so that people weren't hiring. And now they find out, oh, you know what? People were hiring. And so it's funny how in this country we like to make, we like to cause our own pain. So people are so used to hearing negative, they it's fed on itself. So now that the election, you know, season is turning slightly against Republicans, they want to make it a culture war. They don't really even have the economy to fall back on and say, oh, for the Democratic president, look at the economy. Look at gas prices. Look at this. And um, anyway, it's, it's interesting watching this stuff because we don't report on the economy enough for people to know that the economy is still pushing right along. You know, although the Fed interest rate might might do something negative to it, but it's because the economy is so strong and we have nearly full employment, according to some people. So, you know, I, I heard someone yesterday talk about we still don't, people don't want to work. Well, people don't want to work because they already have jobs in a lot of cases, and the jobs that they're being offered are undervalued. So if our unemployment rate is that low, that means that people are employed. They may not have full employment, and they may be part-time in a lot of cases, but they don't need your stinking job that is going to make them <laughs> work for minimum wage. Raise, raise your wage. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to pay people what they're worth. You know, I, got, yeah. I, I, I always say with Jeff Bezos, he's spending all his money, and but he won't pay his people a fair wage. That's why, they, that's why they're trying to go union now, because he's, he's ripping these people off. And he's getting richer right. and richer, but he ain't going to pay nobody no fair wage, you know. Yeah, stop it. Just pay the people what they're worth. You know, hell, it, it, it works. Yeah. You still, you know, you I, still can make 189 billion. You, you just make 180 instead of nine billion. Pay yeah. people. Yeah, I, and I think that um, we got so used to from the, and this started, this trend started probably in the 90s, or maybe in the late 80s, that companies were guilting their employees that we're working we have to sacrifice we have to sacrifice 
and the executives were getting big bonuses. So then the employees start interfighting, you know, going against unions, and they're making money and they're not working. But their profits were not going back to the employees. They were going to the man upper management. So rich people got rich, while employment um, employment growth growth was stagnant as far as wages are concerned. So it was just a mind game that they were playing on everybody because it 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 didn't used to it 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 wasn't like that in the past. You know that um, employees were getting uh, what do you call it not performance um, pay but what do you call it when the company um, does well uh, I think I'm trying to it's just some type of review um, yeah so but you know how that used to be like people would get um, you know Christmas bonuses and stuff based upon the performance of the company and they took all of that stuff right. away just right. to um, just to give the impression that they needed to make more money and then once money, anytime they lost money, they'd lay off workers because they kept the right. executive pays really high. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so it's starting to bite them, starting to catch up to them. So we're, we're watching. I don't know if you saw what was going on with Kristen Cinema with the package that they passed that she mm-hmm. had to take out um, um, some tax Oh, yeah, that was people for uh it's for uh jesus some type of investor the uh yeah well hedge fund investor hedge fund investor yes that's it yes so that just means that the money that they make they're still exempt so they don't have to pay taxes on the hundreds of millions of dollars that they make she got Mm -hmm. to take she's a democrat Mm -hmm. so why would she fight so hard to make sure that rich people don't pay their fair share in taxes it's crazy. Because they're giving her money, that's why. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we know that part. She's getting yeah. her kickback from them, probably. Oh, yeah. So we still, we still look out for rich people in this country uh, unnaturally. And again, mm-hmm. that's a new phenomenon. That did not happen yeah. in the 70s and 80s and all of that other stuff. That's new. So I guess mm-hmm. that people don't know any better. Um you know, until they watch the, you know, her dashings and stuff, wave, you know, wave that fake money, that money around, the money that they're getting from the internet. <laughs> money. Like, really? when you can make money off of doing nothing, then that's the American way, apparently, now. <laughs> right? Yep, it is. There's so many YouTube yep. stars and TikTok stars and all yeah. this, and they're making millions of dollars, brother, millions. Yep, the people who actually are doing work, working with their hands and putting sweat equity into something, they're not paying them. So I can mm-hmm. see where, where that is um, is having a problem. Yeah. Now, yep, the um, national, what is it? Well, NOAA, NOAA, is warning that U.S. could be hit by double the usual number of hurricanes this fall and predicts up to 20 named Atlantic storms during the mm. above normal season. So the East Coast could, could be in for a rough ride over the next few months with violent mm. hurricane activities being forecast later. That's what global warming is doing for you people, is that yeah. um, we're going to have that. And, and also, more than 56 million Americans, all who live in coastal areas along the Gulf and Eastern coasts, 
coast will experience 10 times more high tide flooding. Um, hmm. Days for many more days a year by the, by the year 2050. So parts of Texas Damn. and Virginia will be the hardest hit with at least 136 days each of high tide flooding. Hmm. It's going to get bad. Yeah. So the warning also comes from NOAA. It's their report that found that millions of Americans will experience high tide flooding per year by 2025 due to high um, sea levels and because of climate change. So high tide floodings will be 10 times more in 2050, but by 2024, mm. we're going to have, I'm sorry, 2025, we're going to be hit with about 136 days between parts of Texas and Virginia going to be crazy yeah wow so you want to talk about and that's one of the things that cinema held out for too he said um i think they got you know flood insurance and you know it's flooded in in kentucky like crazy yeah federal yeah but you have people like mitch mcconnell who would not even vote for this thing no get money for like flood insurance and disaster recovery their senator didn't even vote for it why do these keep, people keep voting for these people, man? If you ain't voting for something that's going to help me, you got to go. I don't want to vote for you. I don't, you know, you got to go. Get out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's because everything is freaking gang-related in this, in this place, right? Everybody wants to see whose side has whatever interest, and I'm against y'all. Not what's good for all of us. Um, yeah. When people call for taxes, I, I was... Um, Last week, shout out to my girl, Crystal. I would shout her out, but she's she's nominated for three Emmys. I don't want my my um my uh, my commentary to reflect on her badly. So I won't say her last name, but she's she's up for three Emmys. And um, she she was in the area, and one of the things that um, while we we're out having conversations with regular people, so what happened is that people kept complaining about. You know, taxes and, oh, taxes are going up and blah, blah, blah. But here's the problem. Rich people don't like to pay taxes. So, nope, but sure don't. Shared services, right? So when you have a gas tax, it's for people who are driving when you need road repairs that everybody pays a little bit extra in their gas to pay for road, um, you know, road repair and all that other stuff. So there's a shared tax responsibility that we all have that some people are really opting out of. So when you don't pay no taxes, you're not paying for that. You're not paying for the shared services that you benefit from. Um, getting water, you know, you know, regular drinking water and water to flush your toilet and bathing. Those are shared services that we all pay a little tax in to distribute that cost for everybody. And um mm-hmm. I think that they don't get it from that perspective, Elias. I think that people are just rich. People are pretty selfish. They think that yeah. since they're rich, have to pay anything. Hmm. They are, but they don't. They don't want to pay for taxes. They don't want to pay for nothing, and they look at you and laugh. And, and you know, and, and, I, and it, it irritates the hell out of me that I pay more in taxes than than, than Bezos or or Elon yeah. Musk and any of these clowns, man. You know, yeah, this it really gets under my skin. And we don't we don't do anything about it. Yeah, they make these really fake arguments that they pay taxes by paying their employees, so they pay taxes. That sounds stupid right. to me. But 
Ooh, Apparently, I... that's working for some people. It shouldn't be, but it, it is. Now, um, you know, experts are warning. Um, um, they warned in the, the Journal of American Heart Association that social isolation and loneliness, loneliness can raise a person's risk of heart disease and stroke by 30%. So for you people who are always on social media, they're talking to you. So they're saying being lonely <laughs> causes a person to suffer more stress, increase their risk of overall health issues, and isolation is also linked to the increased inflammation around the body, damaging other folks, uh, other functions. So people who are Gen Z, whoever they are, um, have been named America's loneliest generation by health experts, and really? usually. Yeah, yep. It's an unusual claim for young people because young people usually socialize, right? But wow. Yeah. So Gen Z, y'all need to get out. You know, we I had this um, um, conversation a couple of days ago where you know the older folks is talking about not having really good customer service from from youth. And they're on their phones. They're not paying attention. It's because they're not used to socializing. It's because of that is no media. joke there. Yep. They, Dude, there's that no, is no joke there. Those. Yeah. They, they don't have any thoughts. They don't know what to say. I lost power the other day, right? For 20, about 20, we were, we were, out, we were out power for man, about 28 hours, right? And man, uh-huh. you couldn't talk to you when you call a power company. You couldn't talk to a human being. You had to talk to a, a computer. And that, that, that crap is getting old to me. You yeah. know, you know, the computer couldn't answer my question. Now, yeah. I, went to, I went to a place we got here called White Castle the other day, right? And, mm-hmm. um, I, I, you know, dude, now that's automated. Cause they, there's nobody there to take your order. It's the computer to take your order. Now, it's yeah. like... Wow, man, it, it, we're alleviating jobs now, man. But yeah. when you went up there, it was somebody that, somebody to give you your food or somebody to take your money. Cause they weren't gonna, they weren't gonna trust the computer to do that. Yeah, it's just you know, crazy, and man. I, I like to remind people that, you know, you can't survive as an infant unless you have human contact. It is in us mm. as human beings to actually want contact with other human beings, and right. you can't having like your service industry and all this other stuff without human contact is making our society a little bit narcissistic and crazier than it normally is right Mm -hmm. so they don't know how to deal with people people don't know how to handle conversations they don't know how to deal with conflict they don't know how to de-escalate anything like but that's Mm -hmm. a sign of us having this whole non um it's it's a non um I shouldn't say a non-physical experience, but it's kind of one of those things that you have to understand that we have to, as a society, start talking to each other. That is not mm-hmm. healthy. You know, right. anti-social people like it, though. They're like, oh, I don't have to talk to nobody. I can just go in here, do my business, and be gone. That's just mm-hmm. not, that's not healthy. Anyway. No, it's not. So, you know, um, scientists have recorded the highest level of um, coral over the, over the, in the last 36 years from the Great Barrier Reef. They're saying that it is actually healing itself. But global warming what? is organizing its recovery. Yeah. 
they said that the coral is actually healing itself and has been for a little while. So scientists have revealed the latest stats regarding coral cover. Um, it's the area of reef that's covered by um, live coral. And that live hmm. coral is, yeah, is what helps us on this planet, you know. That in the Amazon. So I don't know if I did this story before, but deforestation in the Amazon hits an all-time high for the first half of the year with 1,539 square miles of rainforest destroyed. Mm. So wow. Amazon is called the lungs of the planet, and they're saying it's being pushed to the brink of collapse, probably why we have global warming to begin with, one of the reasons. But experts say that this um, 1,539 square miles or for... Um, people who are in other countries it's about 3,988 square kilometers so it's five times the size of New York City that's what uh, deforestation has done in Brazil but that's from January to June this year too five times that's what that's what that president was trying to he was the one that was destroying the rainforest because it didn't even matter I thought to myself that ecosystem is going to suffer like hell, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're just selling it off. And I can't believe, you know, again, I, I cannot stress this, that they're, some people's humanity sucks. And they're not thinking about the bigger picture as long as they have air conditioning in their house and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. They're not about the damage that they're doing and that, that damage that it's going to have on our food supply and all of that stuff coming up later. They're not yeah, seeing exactly. that at all. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, um, in the news, a black Alabama student continued to face disproportionate access to education in a um, separate federal court case, court case dating back to um, 1963. Two Alabama school systems reached agreements to expand opportunities and resources for black students, but more than 700 school districts and charter schools nationwide are in a similar, um, subject to similar cases um, in recent studies. And they're finding that black people are disproportionately um, facing um, problems with access to education. Isn't that saying wow. we're, we're supposed to be the minorities in this country, but we disproportionately face problems with education? <laughs> wow. I know. I've said it, that for the like longest, news, man. Yeah. It's just like the news story you know, that Jay played with the school psycho- psychologist. You know, you have a bunch of white women mm-hmm. that has this predominant field of dealing with black students, and they can't even relate to them to even understand to diagnose the problem. Mm. Yep. Wow, dude. Because they don't, they don't invest in education. What they do is they'll invest all this money in military, but they won't invest, in, they won't invest billions of dollars in education. It, it's, it's crazy to me. You know, yeah. the education stuff, because they want, like George Collins said, they want a bunch of dummies. That's what they like. They love dumb people. You know, they don't want nobody smart. Yeah. You know, and the, the thing about that, about them keeping us, Keeping, I shouldn't say, uh, keeping people dumb 
is they're doing that so that they can, you know, stick their hand in your pocket. So you figure if there's no resistance, they can just keep taking from you. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's mm. interesting to watch that stuff. Um, you know, it, it's just difficult watching that. Now, mm. a federal judge had ruled that Georgia's at-large elections um, for commissioners to state public service commission unlawfully diluted the votes of black citizens in violation of the Voting Rights Act. This is just recent. They just found that. And, you know, as much as they tried to get rid of the Voting Rights Act, some of it is still coming into play. So just like you said, (laughs) her belief in things ever being fair can't be because they're always suppressing black people's votes. Exactly. They don't want us There's to vote. And, and, and that's why I can't understand why people don't get out and vote. That Because when, when I hear people say, my vote don't count, they're out of my vote. Dude, if your vote didn't count, they wouldn't be trying to stop you from voting. Right. Right. So yeah. that's why I'm always really careful of this. People are always saying, oh, no, no, nothing's going to ever change. And I'm like, that's what people keep telling you so that nothing ever changes. Right. Right. Exactly. If I keep telling you that, you won't vote. You know, mm. so, yeah. Now, I don't know if you, you've seen that. Um, Texas keeps sending, like, migrants to, like, D.C. and New York City. Yeah, bus loads. Yeah. That, yeah. If I, was, if I was the mayor of New York City, I'd send them back. I know that sounds kind of yeah. horrible, that they just keep going on bus rides. But Texas mm-hmm. is trying to undo, put an undue burden on everybody else. But then they're going to get mad when the population changes and they have to, you know, they'll say, oh, you guys got more congressional seats because you got more people. That's how it's written in the Constitution. So keep sending people up this way. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. why, that's why Texas got so much um, electoral clout anyways because of the population. So keep sending them up this way. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So That's crazy. Yep. Now, um, also, for those people, this is not me, but if you uh, are driving a BMW, they urge um, customers in the U.S. and Puerto Rico to stop driving its iX, M60, and i4 EVs, costing between 53000 and 105000 because their Samsung-made batteries can catch fire. Now, really? I saw an EV yesterday at a golf course. Yeah, Did man. you? Yeah, I man. saw one yesterday. I was like, wow, I'm okay. Mm. Yeah. They said um, they're, they're urging owners of the new EV models to stop driving them and do not park them in a garage because those manufactured with this defective Samsung-made batteries that may catch fire. They better go mm. down to... Pet Boys or somebody or Wall or Sam's or somebody <laughs> get a new battery. Because <laughs> I can't imagine as expensive as that car is for your battery to catch fire. Oh, man, oh, kind of man. Yeah. yeah, they're going to they gonna, gonna pay for that one. Oh, my God, they're going to pay for that one. Mm. Man, you know, I can't say that I'm lucky not to have a BMW. I don't think I want to put that out in the universe. I'm just going to say this. That <laughs> um, <laughs> We're, we're not lucky not to have that kind of money just to blow on a freaking car, but um, 
Yeah. I'm lucky that my car battery is not susceptible of just blowing up. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know if you got to be rich to have your car battery blow up or not, but if that's the case, I can just let that go. Um, yeah, that's a deterrent from getting a, um, you know, actually, and I like BMWs as a, uh, you know, they, they, they're okay cars. Although, yeah. again, BMW and Mercedes, all these German cars were helping Hitler's uh, outfit, but they're nice cars. Anyway, all right. So the Seventh Circuit ends a 50-year of federal oversight at the Illinois governor's office. So 50 years after federal oversight over the Illinois governor's office's um, employment policies, it ended on Friday afternoon. So the ruling handed down by the Seventh Circuit, um, they said the decision vacates the 1972 anti-corruption decree um, as it applies to the office of the governor, pays the way for governors to manage their own hiring practices without having to clear them from a federal judge. Now, everybody knows mm. the story about Chicago. That's an old story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that, that's a real old story of corruption in Chicago, right? right? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah mess- most definitely. Yeah. Wasn't that, oh, wait a minute, that was um, um, Rod B- Blagojevich, right? It's the last person who went to jail Yeah, Rod Blagojevich, yep, yep. Yep, Rod Blagojevich, uh, hell, they had, uh, what was the mayor's name? He was on for corruption, too, and his son, Daly, Richard Daly, yep. He was up for corruption, oh, yeah. too, man. Chicago's had a long line of corruption, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't yeah. remember his name. What's his name? Who? Um, the mayor? The um, the mayor. The former mayor of Richard Chicago. Daly. Richard, no, no. Richard oh, Daly. yeah, well, that's why that was put in place. Was Richard Daly. You're talking about the... Huh? Who's the, who's the mayor now? No, the guy who went to jail. Oh, the guy that went to jail. Oh. Oh, I'm thinking Detroit. I'm thinking of Kwame yeah. Kilpatrick. Uh, Kwame Kilpatrick, yeah. Yeah, that was Detroit. Yeah, he's out now. Yeah. He got out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot. I Trump forgot all about him. Yeah, Trump let him out. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Trump let him out. I was like, that was a mistake, wasn't it? Yeah, Trump, Trump <laughs> don't mind letting people out who uh, break laws. Now, if you if you're in there unjustly, then technically, yeah, mm-hmm. he's like yeah. lock him up. Mm. You know, again, that's the only thing I would probably criticize Obama for. I don't think he right. used his partner power like he should have. No, there are he so didn't. many people who are proven unjustly in jail that he could have just pardoned. Yeah, but. But he liked to play by the rules, and he literally just kind of, you know, just let it go. That's the same thing that Jeremiah Wright said about him. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. yeah he said, yeah, he's going to bow down and, and, and do whatever they tell him to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, that that is a... He was, he was playing by the rules. Like, again, people... You know, I, I heard someone say this before, but they're saying just because someone else breaks the rules don't mean that you have to. 
But the problem is mm-hmm. that they're breaking rules and they are getting an unfair advantage. Don't feel bad about breaking rules to even it back up. Right? Yep. So the Democrats should have went in there and got rid of the filibuster like McConnell did when they put in those Supreme Court justices. Now we got to yep. live with what those nuts are doing. Yep. They should, the sure. Democrats should have got rid of filibuster just to put this the Voting Rights Act back in there. I don't know why they would not they do that. That was, mainly, that was mainly, um, what's his name? Manchin with Cinema. Yep, Manchin with Cinema. Yep. Yep. But they, they don't see the value in that. They're like, oh, we just can't do that. So they don't, people have to call them out that they're holding down status quo for white supremacy if they keep well, holding upholding their policies. They need to get mm-hmm. rid of them. Because, you know, Mitch McConnell will not hesitate to get rid of the filibuster if he had control. Oh, he, he don't care about it. That's what I'm right. saying. They, that's, the Democrats are weak when it comes to stuff like that. You know, yeah. they are real weak. Yeah, so so it's like looking at the January 6th stuff is that, you know, you have an insurrection of them trying to overthrow the government, and we want to calmly talk about what rules they may or may not have broken. Oh, I didn't know yeah. it was for us to break in and, you know, urinate and defecate all over the, <laughs> all over the cap. We know that was a thing. Really? Right? That, like, that's, so that's, that's a crime? Yeah. Right. Right. I'm sorry. White people don't break crime. We don't. We don't commit crimes. We do things, and then they actually adjust the crime to whatever we want it to be. Right? We, oh, my bad. Yep. So yeah, that is a mm, yeah. that is a that is a mess anyway. So yes, you know, it is. Yep. Now the white man who fatally shot Ahmad Aubrey after chasing him, um, chasing him. Who? I mean, he was jogging in the Georgia neighborhood says that now he fears that he'll be killed by fellow uh, fellow inmates if he's sent to a state prison to serve his life sentence for murder. So this guy, mm. Travis McMichael, who's 36, um, states a sentencing on Monday at the U.S. District Court after uh, his conviction in federal hate crimes court. Or, yeah, he had federal hate crimes charges <laughs> in February. So his defense attorney filed a legal motion on Thursday asking the judge to keep him in federal custody because uh, he's scared of state, like state prisons, obviously, you're not going to get sent to a country club. There are probably a couple of nice ones, but state prisons are nothing to play with. There are some really bad federal prisons, but I guess he feels like he'll be more protected in a federal prison than he will in state prison. So his attorney, Amy Lee Copeland, argued that McMichael has received hundreds of threats and won't be safe in Georgia's straight prison system um, that is under investigation by the U.S. Justice Department because it's um, they, they are under scrutiny for violence in between inmates. So now he's scared he's going you know, he to get shanked in prison, apparently. Well, so hey, you know. Huh? Yeah. And he had no, yeah. he had no, he had no remorse for Ahmad Arbery, so why, why not? Right. You know, it was this. Right. So what happens? It is jail, right? So mm. when you did what you did to 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 oppress that black man, you ain't give a rat about going to jail then. So yeah. now, right? Mm. We need Vanessa mm. on that mm. one. Mm. Don't get what you gonna get. Yeah, you need really. to just do your time. Mm. <laughs> I need, a, we, need a, we need a Vanessa uh, audio file. In here, just send him to jail. 
That's all. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, we can't, mm. we can't, um, we can't overlook this. You know what I mean? Mm. That is, that's what he bought. Mm. So he did. He, he, hey man, he, hey, he did what he had to do to the to that young man. Now you gotta, you gotta suffer. You gotta suffer the time. You gotta do the crime. You gotta do time. So hey man, if something happens to you, it happens to you. You can think about it when y'all when y'all were chasing that young man down. You didn't think yeah. about that. You didn't care. Right. So, but that's the point. Like you, they're literally coming back saying um, it's too dangerous in jail for me to go to jail. Is that what white privilege looks like to you? Yeah, it's too dangerous for me to go to jail. Exactly. It's too mm-hmm. dangerous for me in there. Well, you know, guess what? It was dangerous for that black, for the black man out here in the streets where you killing him, right? You are. And in the streets, it was dangerous. Now, you yeah. know, um, now, jail, I didn't know Boris Becker. Remember the tennis player Boris Becker? I didn't realize that he was in yeah. jail. Now, he was jail, in jail? What? Yeah. Um, they said that he could be deported to the U.K. once he finished his two-and-a-half-year prison term for fraudulently hiding $4 million in assets. He's 54, currently serving two-and-a-half years for hiding um, $4 million in assets and loans in an attempt to avoid paying his um, paying off his debt. He's hiding his money from wow. his debt. For debt. But he's been in jail. I didn't know that. I didn't but he could be deported that. from the U.K. once he's finished. But he's in the U.K. right now. And I think he's... Boris Becker is German. But again, in the word, in the way Brittany Griner situation, um, I don't think Germany came in and said free Boris Becker. And they're like he he broke the law. Now, Brittany's different because Brittany really didn't have any weed on her. She has remnants of cannabis oil in, in a in a vial. So her her offense is so light they should have just deported her. But since she was leaving, they wouldn't do it. I know I didn't get into this much, but it's very different. I know Vanessa had strong feelings about this. But what happens is that when you are going into a country and they catch you with contraband, they don't lock you up most of the time. They deport you because they're not going to fill their jails up with you. But since she was leaving Russia, which meant that she had something illegal while she was in Russia, um, that was different. But usually if you go into a country like Snoop did, he went in and he had a gun. Then they took confiscated gun, held him, and deported him. They didn't send him to jail because he never actually had the weapon inside of their country. It was actually the international customs thing that they caught it. Very different. Hmm. So I know we, we get arguing over, over stuff, but it's apples and oranges. It's not the same. She had illegal drugs inside of that country. Snoop was entering the country, and he can get you can get deported for that. So that's why he did no jail time. Probably is because he never had the gun inside the country. He got caught at um, at customs with it. So now, they deport you. you know, I remember back in the day when we were doing the comedy shows. D.L. Euclid used to travel with his gun on the airplane. He used to, he used yeah. to have to check it, and yep. you know you could you could check it, and then you know you could have it sent through. And I was like, wow, that was amazing to me. But he used to travel with his gun. Yep. You, you, know? you have to declare what you have on you. So the the, right. the law that Brittany broke was she didn't declare what was in there 
and it happened to be um, residents of uh, marijuana in it, but she didn't declare it. Mm-hmm. That's what that was. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I don't, yeah, know, so, I don't know if after 9-11 you could still travel with it, but I know, you know, back in the 90s, I used to, I, used to, I, I knew Dale Hughley used to travel, but I don't know about now, what was when mm-hmm. 9-11 happened, so I don't know if you could still travel with it, but I, I do remember that in the 90s, he was traveling with his gun. Yeah. Yep, I, you can't travel with him now, just because you have to be traveling to a state that allows you to have a gun. Right. That's usually how that goes. If you're traveling to a state who has restrictive gun laws, then technically they'll stop you. But it, right. well, it, know, know this if you're on a federal highway. If you are traveling, you get caught with a gun, you better tell them that you're going to Texas. You better tell them that you're going to Florida. You better tell them your destination doesn't have gun restriction or you'll, get, you'll, <laughs> you'll be susceptible to the charges of whatever state um, you're in. You have to say, really? I was just passing through. Yeah, because the way our federal system is, is that you can pass through any state to go to another state. They don't charge you tariffs or anything. So long as your destination state, it's legal there, they can possibly just let you go. As long as you're on the federal highway, if you're on the interstate. So if you get pulled over on the interstate, they'll just be like, keep it moving. Like one thing I actually did learn, um, a friend told me recently, is that... When you're out of, when you're out of, oh gosh, I'm sorry, we're running like right up against it. But when you are traveling, um, if your passport is about to expire, they, my cousin told me this, that they wouldn't let him leave the country because his passport was about to expire in six months. And he had to promise that he was coming back for them to let him go. I thought that really? was the weirdest thing. Yeah. That, I said, what are we held captive here? And he goes, pretty much, essentially, if you... If your passport expires within six months, they will not let you leave the country. And I didn't. I, I you still don't only get to it. the United States or the country you're visiting. No, the United States won't let you leave. Really? Yeah. Wow. So he said customs mm. took them, and they said you need to promise that you're going to come back. And mm. I guess people run out of here and, and and hide their money and leave, skip the country or something. I don't know. It seems strange that wow. you can't leave. Yep. Wow. There you have it. I'm I'm sorry to about running up against it, but ah, <laughs> yeah. my bad. Ran to right to yep. the top of the hour. Mm. All right. Yep. Well, brother, it, it'll be you and Jay for the next two or three weeks, man. I am I am on the road for the next two or three weeks, man. Are you really? So. Yeah, man. man I am. I'm Wisconsin next week. Chattanooga and then Louisville right after that and then I'm home for a week and then I go to Texas right after that man yep. alright go yeah. LES is going on his victory tour wait a minute so you're gonna is, yeah. are you, will you be in Texas in September yep Texas in September I'm going to for Vanessa's 40th money anniversary she invited you to it but yeah yep. did she okay cause you know my yeah. birthday's September and that's when I usually go to Houston so I'm not sure I may be going this year what, what, September what? I'm the 12th. 